Hey guys, before we start the podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to NFS Company out in Colorado Springs. They had their fucking grand opening, and now you can go in the store and check out all of their cool shit. Remember, they got firearms, they got ammo, they got optics, tactical gear, suppressors, you name it, they have it. Not only that, they can find the rare shit. For instance, I got my Glock 19 FDE from them, and it's kind of hard to come by. They found it, had it to me in two days. That's amazing. I'm all the way up in Washington, and they're in Colorado, so you can't fucking beat that. On top of that, anyone looking for preparedness for firearms training, they got a private range out there with a badass 10th Group Special Forces instructor. I don't know if you guys know, but finding people with that expertise is kind of hard to come by these days. So get on top of that. Go to www.nfsshootingsupply.com, or you can find them on Instagram at nofuckingslack.co. On their Instagram is where you can find their schedule. If you're interested in anything, make sure that you support American-made shit, guys. This is how we're going to change the world. No fucking slack. Hey guys, we're back with another episode of the Compassionate Viking Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stanaway. In today's episode, we have my wife as a guest as she actually decided to go to an ayahuasca ceremony. And it to- it caught me totally off guard. It was like two months ago or three months ago. I had done a ceremony. We had talked a little bit. We were kind of in like an interesting situation and a few days come by, I remember, well, maybe I came home from jujitsu. I remember, like, standing in the kitchen, and Vanessa goes, I signed up for ceremony, and I was like, I didn't want to, like, jump up and down and be, like, crazy about it, but I was like, what the fuck? I literally didn't think you would ever, ever go. And I would never would force that upon someone. And so when you said that, I was like, what the fuck? So with that being said, why don't you tell everyone hi? <laughs> hi. <laughs> and we will get into we will get into the story, the journey, and all the fine print. I think it will be interesting for a lot of people to hear this episode, as this episode is the first episode on my podcast about anyone taking the medicine after Greg's adventure down in the uh, the Costa Rican jungle. So most of the listeners, you guys, are like fans or cross listeners between me and Greg Anderson, who has the Endless Endeavor podcast. But not all of you guys are. Some of you guys only only know me and haven't gone to that side yet. So I've been an advocate now for a year of plant medicine and what it has done for me personally, and I've had a bunch of friends go and and share similar experiences as as did I. Then one of my best friends, Greg Anderson, decided that he was going to go and go to the Costa Rican jungle and do it, and he actually left halfway through his ceremony. And ended up coming home. 
So his experience was literally the opposite of mine and everyone that I've ever experienced. But I have heard like from people on other podcasts and forums and stuff on the internet of crazy shit happening and bad stuff happening and all that bad juju. So this will be interesting as as it's a completely different experience and I'll just let you guys come up with your own conclusions of of what it is. So babe, mm-hmm. it is it is your time and I want to start off with what you've seen kind of through of me through ceremony and then what made you decide that you were going to go. Okay. <clears throat> well, so I got back on Sunday and it's Tuesday mm-hmm. and I can't stop yawning. I'm so tired <laughs> and so exhausted. So if I pause, it's because I'm probably yawning. It's okay. It's still morning time. It's, it's morning, but like it's a different kind of tired. Like I, I can't really explain that, but. Like um, energetic tired? Yeah. Like I'm just like emotionally, like spiritually, spiritually <laughs> exhausted. I took a nap yesterday with you on the couch and it was like the best thing ever. And then Tinsley is our daughter's not feeling well. So she kept me up all night last night. So I'm just really tired. I think I've yawned like 10 times since he started talking already. Um, But I think I didn't really even decide to go to ceremony. I think that I was just sitting here one day up in the classroom and I was like, huh, I'm going to go on the website and I'm just going to look at things and I'm just going to see what's going on. And pulled up the calendar and saw that Shelly Ray was doing a ceremony in May. And this was, this had to have been, I think like the end of March because I was like, I could swing an April ceremony. There's still time for me to go in the month of April. Um, and I was going to, but then I saw in May that Shelly Ray was coming and Shelly Ray is, what is she like? The owner, creator. Yeah. Like the founder of, of the ministry. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, we can say her name. Okay. For you guys listening, that's probably like, oh, you're not going to edit that out. <laughs> no, because sometimes when we do podcasts, in it, and especially in like this this ceremony thing, names are weird because mm, it kind of goes against like private privatization, yeah. right? Or like like confidential. Yeah. However, I have talked with them many times. I mean, you did do podcasts. And I've them. done a pe- <laughs> podcast with Kevin. And at the end of the day, they always say if anyone ever wants to or is interested in this, to send them their way. Yeah. Well, when I send them their way, they go to Ray of Light Ministries on the internet. Mm-hmm. And they find out that it's Ray of Light Ministries, what it is, and it was founded by Shelly Ray. Yeah. So I don't think, because she is the founder and owner, I think that it's okay. However, if you start talking about names. the people yeah. within the ceremony, you cannot say names because that no, is confidential. I will not say names. They will be called angels or guardians. Who are the angels or guardians? 
the light worker, or light worker, they, those yes, angels and, and guardians, but the other people like you laying yeah, on the no, mat, no, 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 <laughs> you don't not say going their there. name. Okay, I won't go there. You can at share, all. <laughs> you can share some of the stories, but not the people. Yeah, I probably won't even do that because okay. it's it it's was theirs. very personal, and it was like personal for me. Be, and I, even though it wasn't my experience, it was like I got to experience that for a reason. Somebody else's experience, yeah, and it's personal to me yeah and I'll share it with who I obviously I've shared stuff with you and I want to share stuff with your mom about like you know other people's experiences because it rings like true to like I feel like people the certain people I want to talk to would benefit from it Uh if that makes sense but no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there and talk about other people's experiences but so I was like I saw that she was going to be the shaman and do the ceremony in May. And so I'm like, I'm just, I think I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait and go in May. And Annie Niece, your aunt, who has obviously been going since you took her the very first time, she was going to go in April. And I had mentioned to her, like, if you want to wait and go in May with me, like, I'm going to go to Shelly Ray because I know she was wanting to meet her. And then everything with your cousin happened, and I think it just kind of worked out to where she skipped April, and she so she did go with me. I was not like completely alone. I did have the familiar familiarity of having Annie niece with me, yeah, which was comforting. But I like looking back, I know now that I did not need her. I could have gone completely by myself, not knowing a single person, and been fine. Okay. Um, because when I got there, I get, you're Tyler's wife. We love Tyler. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. okay. You're in. Yeah. You're and in. It was, They're going to take special care. Yeah. It was very comforting. Um, but I had signed up and I think I've heard you or somebody talk about like the moment you sign up, things just start aligning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not really like nervous. I don't know. I signed up and I was waiting for my call. My call, like you have to have like a, like an interview to make sure you're not on certain medications. And if you are like what you can do to get off of them, because you really don't, you want to be like clean and free and what your reasoning for wanting and to what do your reasoning is. is. And my call was scheduled with Shelly Ray herself, which I was like, Whoa, like this is, you know, cause other people that have had the call, you know, I'm communicating with certain people and they're like, no, it wasn't with her. It was with somebody else. And I'm like, oh, why did I get her? Like, Same with me. Mine wasn't with her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I, my call with her wasn't for a couple of weeks though. It was like three weeks after I signed up that I had my call with her. And in that three weeks, I was like, oh, I just don't know if I'm going to do it. Like I have time to cancel. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how our brain starts being like wait what, wait, what we're not doing, doing this but crazy then my call came and I had my call with her and you know it wasn't very long it was just like are you on medication I'm you know I don't do anything I'm just like straight as an I'm arrow straight as an arrow I tell people that and they're like what I was at jujitsu and something got brought up about your ceremony yeah. just the other day mm-hmm. and I said well the interesting thing is is like Vanessa doesn't drink Vanessa doesn't smoke weed. Vanessa doesn't do drugs. And when I say Vanessa doesn't drink, I mean like not she doesn't like go out to the bar or she doesn't get drunk. No, she doesn't even take a sip of wine, alcohol, liquor, beer, nothing. Mm -mm. And they're like, what? And I go, (laughs) no, my wife is fucking straight as an arrow. Yeah. So. I just get really sick. 
Yeah. My well, body is like, like you don't need that. You don't like that. That's poison. Mm-hmm. That's literally how I feel about it. And I'm fine with that. I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so my call was really quick and she just kind of asked and um, you have to like be referred by somebody. You can't just walk in. And um, I was like, well, my referral would be Tyler Stanaway. And she's like, oh, oh, we know we know Tyler mm-hmm. and you've not met her. So it was like kind of like, OK, well, here I am. I'm going to dive into the world. And I didn't even want to tell anybody like that I was married to you because I wanted everybody to just kind of like. You want to be uh, like the fly on the wall. Yeah, that no one I, even pays attention to. Yeah. I didn't want to go and have people have like a pre assumption of me because of you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not how it worked out because I walked in the room and Annie Nees is like, this is Tyler's wife. And then, you know, <laughs> I, um, I spoke to one of the angels there and she like kind of knew immediately that I was Tyler's wife and she was so excited and she was so like just warm and bubbly and she's like I just love him so much and um anyways back to like how I I, jumping like way ahead so I had my call (coughs) and it, it was still a ways away it was still I think um let's see ceremony was just this last weekend so my call was like the middle of talking to the mic babe Sorry, I was looking at the calendar. Um, my call was like the middle of April. So I think it was right around the time that the April ceremony was happening. Um, so I still had weeks after my call. I still had weeks to like stew. And um, and then finances came up because, you know, you're not working anymore. And I'm only working weekends. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then, you know, I or we had made a deal with our aunt that I completely forgot about that. Like she was going to do all of our house sitting and animal sitting. Cause we have a lot of animals and a lot of stuff going on at our house and nobody to like watch our house. If we want to go on vacation besides Annie niece. Mm-hmm. And she, she has horses, she has chickens. Like she knows, you know, livestock, livestock. It's much different than just a couple dogs and a cat, yeah. you know? And I remember telling her a while ago, I'm like, I'll fund a ceremony for you. If you just come and do all the house sitting all summer long that did not even dawn on me until literally last week. So I was already like, how am I going to finance myself going? And then I'm like, shit, I have to finance a whole nother person going. And um, it just like worked out the way that it worked out. And I was able to do it and it was fine. But I still was like kind of trying to come up with an excuse not to go. You kept saying like, babe, we don't have money. I and I said, Vanessa... Do you understand that this could be life changing mm-hmm. and, you know, a, a, not very much money it was like fucking thousand bucks or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. That much money to create a <laughs> life changing impact is, is worth it. Because if we talked about, it, if you wanted to go talk to a therapist or a counselor, yeah. it would cost that like half that for one hour session and all they did was get to know your name and where you were born. Yeah. Whereas you, you do it with the plant medicine and mm. uh, you'll, you'll learn a lot more about what, where you were born. Right. Yeah. So to so. me it was like, fuck it. At what point is your healing, your, your soul path, journey, awakening, whatever. At what point is it, Money doesn't matter anymore. It's mm-hmm. like, fuck it. Well, I did reach out. I did 
uh, email <laughs> Shelly Ray and I was like, I don't, I think I have to cancel. I don't have the finances. And I was expecting her to just be like, okay, yeah, I understand. You know, hopefully I get you figured out. And she was like, nope, here's solutions. Like she, it was like, kind of like, you're not going to get out of it that easy. Uh-huh. Like you're called to be here and like, you're going to find a way. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> but I did. And, um, I remember like last week, even the kids, because our kids our kids know everything. Like we, they know all about this and what we do. And they're well, like, go into that for a second. Go into it. We have a long ass podcast. Say like our kids know everything. Our kids know everything. They know about ayahuasca. They know about marijuana. They know that we have lots of medicinal plants that we're growing that are not for children that cannot be consumed by children. Like this is not for you. Um, but it's medicine and they, I'm just very honest with them. Addiction runs very deep in both sides of our families. And I need to know, I need them to know that like, you know, there could be a time where you pick up one, one drink and like, that could be it for you. Mm -hmm. And it's a very real thing. And we talked about this last night on the front porch where I feel like a lot of families want to hide that from their kids and they don't want them to see that because it's, it is real. And for me, maybe you, but for me personally, I want to be the one to teach them these things. And I don't want to send them out into the world for them to learn on their own because that's when things go south. Yeah. And unfortunately for our kids, we do have close family members with addictions, with alcohol that they have witnessed firsthand what comes with that. Mm -hmm. And my, our, our kids are older, you know, they're not toddlers. They're not young. I mean, I would say that you can't really manipulate their minds at this point. I just feel like our kids are so like advanced for their ages that they just know. They just, well, they we know. Don't, we don't shelter them from the real world. No. You know, I talk Why? to Why? Like, what's the point in sheltering? That's my, my because point. Because people are fearful. I know, but that just, <clears throat> I feel, I feel personally, that's why kids, the younger generation is having such a hard time. I think so too. Because they've been sheltered and protected and in this bubble. Yeah. They showed a, a essentially a lie. It's like, it's you're not giving the full truth. No. And, um, I will not do that to no. our kids. It's no, even just, like I said, I'm like, okay, so we have all these plants at the house. Yeah. And I plant, you know, carrots and radishes and all these different hundreds of different types of plants and then we plant some hemp or cannabis seeds in the ground and it's just like any other fucking seed Mm -hmm. and then when it starts growing up and it's got some leaves on it i'm supposed to be like oh actually actually guys you can't help me put this one in the ground because this one's bad yeah you can't know what it is or what they're gonna be like why it was a seed in a (laughs) in a it's in the group of 200 other plants. Why is this one plant bad? Because the government said it was bad. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, no, this is what it is. This is what it's for. It's a medicine and it's not for children mm-hmm. because it's a powerful medicine. Right? Okay. And they don't think anything of it. They see when it grows up and it's like, okay, now it's time to harvest it. They watch me cut it. They watch me dry it. They watch yeah. me put it into herb or or use it in fucking butter or whatever it is and to them it's just normal life and they know it's not for them just like the mushrooms Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the mushrooms just like the mushrooms so i don't know anyway i just think like you you made a good point last night 
you can sit there and you can shoot whiskey and you can drink and you can have your beers and stuff in front of your kids, but why can't you do, why is that okay? But you can't smoke a joint or like not even smoke talk a joint. About even if you had like a, a joint or like a, a bud sitting in a bowl on the counter. Yeah. I mean, we do have like, you know, restrictions. Tyler does not smoke in my house, in the house. Like <laughs> there yeah. are things that where it's like, you just don't do that. But like, I don't know. I always thought people will allow their kids to see them raging drunk, but they won't let them know what marijuana is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's just retarded. Anyways. So back to the thing. So you, you. So the kids last week are like, mom, are you nervous? Like, are you going to come back? And all like, which was funny to me because you have to keep in mind, my kids never go without me. They have access to me at all points. Vincent has access. Like when he's at his dad's house, he has an iPad and he talk. we talk every single day. He's at his dad's and he talks to his dad every single day. He's here and Tinsley has full access and. I mean, Talon would have access to, he doesn't have like a phone or anything at his mom's where he can communicate with me, but he would also have full access. And By the way, when she says full access, she doesn't, they don't have full access to life. They have full access to contact mom or dad. To, yeah. To <laughs> contact. Yeah. Um, but so for them to know that I was going to be gone for two nights, their world was like, what? Like, uh, what are anxiety. we going to do? I know. And they're like, are you nervous? And I'm like, oddly, no. Like, I'm not nervous at all. I just, I kind of just am like, let's just go. You kept saying like, you, like you feel the calling. Like you're going for a reason, so you're not really nervous. You can like tell that there's something. Yeah, it was like I was being drawn to her. And like, when I say her, I'm talking about like Mama Sita, like ayahuasca. Like Mama I. Grandmother spirit. Yeah. Um, but I was not nervous at all. And I am someone who has like the worst nervous tummy of all time. I <laughs> know <laughs> you kept saying like, babe, I am more nervous about my tummy. Yeah. I do not want to be like, you know, in the bathroom the whole time. Yeah. And like, I think that was probably my biggest fear is like my tummy because you also have to eat a certain way and like then you can't drink water after a certain point and I was like oh my gosh like I have such a high fast metabolism that like when my tummy gets empty and I'm hungry and I don't eat I get sick like Mm -hmm. I get my headache comes and then the body aches come and it's just a crap show yep and so I was really nervous about that because you have to basically like fast the whole day and I'm like I have never not eaten that (laughs) like I eat all the time I'm snacking all the time and um so that was my that's what I was nervous about because I'm like if my tummy feels empty I'm gonna get a headache when I have a headache I can't do that yeah like I I know I was nervous for you because I'm like dude if she gets a headache I know how she is Mm -hmm. and it's like she she will not have the experience that she needs to go have if the whole time she's fighting a headache or a nervous tummy yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the day comes and what was that last Friday? And I pack and I, well, we had a busy week. We were butchering chickens and then like, it was just like such a chaotic week. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to get the house clean and like, I was just feeling like, and then I had to get like, run Tyler down the list of everything that I have to do on a daily basis and so make sure that he knows what he's doing. And then he had... He was had a busy weekend, and it was just 
I was just a little nervous. Like, I'm like, gosh, what is my house going to be like when I come home on Sunday? But Tinsley. It was perfect. It was really good. Tinsley, I set Tinsley up. She went and had a sleepover with Auntie Tyler's sister, Auntie Tay. Because I was like, if one thing I know, if I keep Tinsley busy, she's going to be the one that's like, when's mom coming home? Where's mom? Like, I mm-hmm. went, <laughs> where's mom? And so I just kind of set that up. And then Talon ended up going too. So it was it was good. They they had their minds full. And yep. Vincent was off with his dad. And I was all by myself. And you were all alone. <laughs> for the first time in almost 10 years. Yeah. Like, completely. Yeah. <laughs> There's always been another human whether it's the, a kid or even at a ceremony, it's like there's other humans there. Yeah. This was the first time I've slept all by myself in the house or a, a, anywhere in over a decade. It's crazy. <laughs> it was weird. And I have not, I haven't had that. I know. That's crazy. It's, in, it's fucking, it was fine, but it's like, yeah. wow, I have a family that's been with me every day where I'm the, the I'm the king. I'm the, I'm the head of this pack. My whole fucking pack's gone. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, uh, the day I remember, like, you were getting ready to go to jujitsu, and I was waiting for Annie niece mm-hmm. because I was like, she's going to pick me up. And I never even told her she was picking me up. Usually she comes to our house and you drive. Yeah. So <laughs> she pulls up in her little two-seater. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. Well, like right before we're leaving, Moose got out. Yep. And that was a whole ordeal. And for I don't know if you've talked about it on the podcast, but I, Moose Moose is an Alaskan Malamute. And over the last month, he has gotten out of either the front door or the backyard four or five times. Yep. Killed two ducks. He's killed like three chickens at this point. Um my niece, you know, I mean, she's two. You can't blame her at all. But she left the door cracked open. He got out and that's when Peyton was yeah, when injured. I had to put Peyton down. Yeah, it's just he sees the opportunity and he takes it. And I think it's because he's he's got a taste for the kill and he knows what's out there. It's also his breed. It's also his breed. And so we can't fault the dog. Yeah. It's, you know, I take full, I think we've come to a conclusion that we take full responsibility. So anyways, my my baby duck flock was outside and all I hear is Annie Nice moose. And I was like, No. He's going to kill them all because what he'll do is he'll grab one, do his little shake, and then he'll grab another one because they'll all scatter. So I'm like, he's going to kill all. There's six of them. And Pee Wee, our little chicken that we saved from butchering, (laughs) butchering, I'm like, he's just going to go on a rampage and kill them all. And I run downstairs and, and I go outside and he wasn't there. And I was like, where did he go? And she's like, he just bolted down like through the forest to like our neighbor. There's like a little path to our neighbor's house. And I look over and like all my ducks are like sitting by the greenhouse. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I rushed them into the greenhouse because I'm like, if this motherfucker comes back, mm-hmm. he's going to kill them in front of me. And I don't want to see that. Yeah. You're supposed to be getting in the car to go to ceremony. I'm supposed to be literally getting in the <laughs> car to go to ceremony. And now I'm like thinking of death because that's all I know. I was like, Moose is going to do it. I I was already like prepared that I was going to have to see death and then go off to ceremony. Mm -hmm. And I was like, (laughs) of course, I'm like, of of course. But, um, I rushed all my ducks into the greenhouse and I zipped the greenhouse closed and it was hot as fuck in there. But I was like, I don't care. You guys are safe. Um, and then Moose ended up running back home. 
Mm-hmm. You went to go to the neighbors, and then he ran, and you went down the driveway, and then he ran, and then did you just come home, and he ran to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ended up coming home, and like we put him inside, and I was like, okay, I gotta go, and um, I jumped in the car and I left. Yeah, well, we both, we both. It was very quick. I went to jujitsu with remember, the kids, and you took off. I remember driving, and I was like, I don't even think I said goodbye to Tyler. Like I know right. I said goodbye, like, but I didn't even say like. You wouldn't give a kiss or a love or anything like that. I was just like hyper focused on, and I'm somebody that needs to be early to every single thing. Like if I'm not early, luckily it's not that far of a drive, but, and that's, that was the like start of my ceremony weekend. It almost started in death with my dog and, uh, anyways, so we finally get there and immediately I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And um, I still was like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. And you walk in and it's just so very obvious, like what you just got yourself into. And I was like, whew. Okay. You can feel it. Yeah. It's like, it's not heavy in like a sense of this is going to be like. Dark. Hard. Yeah. Dark. It's heavy with the sense of like, okay, there's a lot of like healing and love in here uh-huh. it's like the overwhelming feeling of love which yep. I, I don't think a lot of people have experienced that <clears throat> so it was very strange so i get shown to like my bed which is like a mattress on the floor <coughs> and i'm right next to annie knees okay and how are the mattresses like how is this room <laughs> set up it's so it's or is it it's a room i would like say it it's like a big it would be like a shop that was converted into like a temple. Okay. Like temple, is that right? I don't yeah. know. But that's what I like summed it up to be. And all the beds are in a circle around what would be the altar. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot of beds. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be so many people here. Like I can't, this <laughs> is, I don't even know. Like there's going to be so many people and um, I get shown to my bed because you got to make your bed and then you go put your, there's a room up like upstairs where you can go and sleep. Um, but so I put my like suitcase up there and I was right next to Annie niece and she, Annie niece was like, they don't usually put family next to each other. And I was like, well, I don't think they knew that we were family. And um, it was, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I was like lost for Like I, I had no idea deal what I was getting myself into and so I made my bed and put my stuff upstairs and then I just kind of walked around a little bit and I met some people and um there was already quite a few people already there that were there for ceremony (laughs) but I didn't really talk to anybody Mm -hmm. like I just had that like I was just kind of closed off I just kind of introduced myself I met you know some people that I've been wanting to meet for a very long time. And that was very like comforting. Um, and then it's just kind of like a blur. I would say the time between like getting there and the time when like ceremony started, it was mm. just kind of like a, like a rush of like, you just put your clothes on, you make just, your bed and like get ready. Yeah. It, it wasn't really setting in until She's like, okay, everybody get changed in your whites and go to your mats. And I'm like, fuck, what? And I was just like, it was insane. 
I don't even know. I'm like a, like I said, nervous tummy. And so I'm like, where's the bathroom? Nothing ever happened. And there's only one bathroom. And I was like, how the fuck is this going to work? There's only one bathroom. There's all these people. Like, what are you doing to me? Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing that I knew was there was going to be a lot of music. Mm -hmm. It was kind of, that was for some really odd reason, really comforting. I saw like her ukulele, and yeah, it was but you you find you find like comfort in music. I do. I find comfort in music, and I sing. And mm. I'm not a good singer, but like I know, I love it. <laughs> I, I love. I'm like think all the time. My wife loves singing, and she's fucking I'm terrible. I'm horrible, and I, I don't care. I don't care about. Like what it sounds like. I like that you feel comfortable enough to just be yourself and seeing your emotions, knowing that it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how they have it set up is um, I think there's like. Um, I could count, but I'm not going to because that's going to take me forever. Maybe like six what I'm going to call angels. Those are the light workers in the room. The like. Uh, healers, I guess you'd say. Maybe there's six, maybe there's seven and a shaman, or maybe there's six and a shaman. I don't, I can't really tell you. I wasn't totally focused on that, but they are set up to be like, like spread out through everybody evenly. So like there'll be somebody like on their chair in between mats. So it was how it went for me, which I don't know if this was like, planned I don't know if this was just an accident or what but it was Annie niece and then a healer and then me and then a healer and then you know another person partaking in ceremony that that person on the mat partaking in ceremony just happened to be another healer but they were partaking that night and so essentially I had three healers right next to me within five feet of me and I was like, you know, one was male. And I'm like, this is, I don't know if I really like this. I was kind of like, I felt uncomfortable in a sense of they're going to be staring at me all night. Is he going to have to help me if I like, you mm-hmm. know, need help to go to the bathroom? Anyways, I just kind of like shut that out. And I was like, whatever, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with it because he's here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you had to go get smudged at some point. Yeah. We have to go get smudged. There's so many people that like I waited until there was like no line and I was one of the last people because I was like, I don't want to stand there. Cause then I started getting like the nervous shakes and I was like, you have no idea what you're getting into. Like <laughs> if you, as much as I've heard from like you and Annie and other people, It's different going, even like still knowing what's, well, you don't know what's to come Mm -hmm. because it is truly different for everybody. But, um, I went and got smudged with this big owl wing. Mm -hmm. That was so crazy. It was, it was very cool. But I'm like, just give me extra. I'm like, just do it twice. (laughs) 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 Just Like I need more sage, more more sage. sage. And he like the, the, I'm pretty sure the sage actually got refilled right before I was there. So it was like fresh. fresh. And I was like, yeah, it's amazing. Um, but then you go in and then everybody gets on their mats. And then that 
the ceremony kind of starts and um that was very you go like in a circle and like you take the medicine you two people at a time go up and you just kind of rotate i was one of the last the well, first before thing. you even take the medicine you guys introduce oh, yourselves yeah like a lot of people have never since they were probably a kid yeah have had to speak publicly in a circle of a bunch of adult yeah, strangers. Yeah, and you know, I that part was very quick. I almost forgot about that because it was very quick. It was, say your name, how many times you've done this. That's it. And I was like, oh, you know, like kind of thank God. Like don't ask me why I'm here. Like I don't even know. Like at that point, I had no idea. I, I had no idea why I was going there. I, it's not like something happened in my life that like I needed to go and like I needed answers for. I just felt called to be there. And again, um, you do go around the room after that to, to speak your intention. And I'm, I was one of the last ones again uh-huh. and I'm listening to everybody and I'm like, man, these are deep like these are people are here to like heal. Like they've this is fucking deep. Yeah, it's not surface level healing. It's not surface level healing. And then it got to me and I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna say it because I'm just gonna be fully transparent on my journey. Um I was like, I just wanna re- learn how to receive love from my kids and my husband. And I didn't really even know that that's what was going to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And that was like the weird part for me is I was like, what? I do receive love. Like, what are you talking about? I receive love. Like, I know that they love me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like on a deeper aspect, the amount of love that I've poured into my kids and you, I have a hard time receiving that back because it's like, no, I'm the giver. I need to give to you. You don't need to give to me. Like, I need to give to you to make sure that you grow and you, you know how much you're loved. Like my, my like love bucket, I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't ever like, I don't care about it. It was just like more obvious to me that I needed to make sure that everybody's was full. I'm fulfilled. I felt fulfilled. Like mm-hmm. I truly felt fulfilled and I did not know. <laughs> and, um, uh, but I was like this, there's some, I felt the intensity of that night on the first night, Friday night from the very beginning when everyone spoke their intentions. And then one of the healers was like, I just want to bring into light that it's a new moon. And she's like, I just want to bring it into light. It's a new moon. And there's like four planets that are squared up in the sky. And this is like a, what, like a celestial, like, ex, like phenomenon. Like this mm-hmm. never happens. Mm-hmm. Like this is big shift type stuff in the world. And it, you know, if you follow what's going on in the world and this whole week, there's going to be some crazy things happening. And I was at the start of it Friday night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, why? <laughs> and um, so that was that was insane mm-hmm. to me. I was just like, of course, I'm here during this. And of course, I'm with all these people that have like these huge, big things that they want to work on. And I'm just over here asking to receive love. Like, yeah. but that is a humongous I know, thing. I know. You just don't realize it I didn't it know the it then, but yeah. that, because that's that's what I was thinking. I was just like, what a silly thing. That's like, all mm-hmm. I could think of is like, what a silly thing. These people probably think I'm, I'm not going to say that I was the youngest person there, but I'm going to bet that I was the youngest person there. And um, maybe one of the youngest. There was a, a couple people that 
maybe around the same age. I don't know. All I know is I, I felt that people were looking at me like this little girl is here and she doesn't know how to receive love. Like she's beautiful, you know, like she's loved. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, fuck. And um, so then like you say your intention, you speak your intentions out and then you know, she kind of gets into the medicine right away. Mm-hmm. She'll call two, two people up to the altar and she, I don't want to talk about like the experience receiving the medicine. Cause I feel like that's sacred mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense, but it was a whole thing. And that's when I was like, okay, this is real. This is some real shit. Like she, she's powerful. Like, <clears throat> okay. And, um, of course I was one of the last ones to take the medicine and I'm just watching everybody and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's uh it's very interesting. Um, and I don't wanna like turn anybody away and describe what it tastes like and how it feels because you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I but me with my nervous tummy, I'm like, I'm gonna be first in line for the bathroom because it takes a while. She was telling us it takes a while for the medicine to hit you. 45 minutes, an hour, mm-hmm. more. Like, it just Anytime depends. Anytime you ingest something, rather than, yeah. like, smoke something or fucking inject something, mm-hmm. your body has to me- metabolize it and mm-hmm. break it down. And that's a 45-minute to hour and a half process. Right. So I heard 45 <clears throat> minutes, and I was like, okay, I got a good 20 minutes because my yeah, I'm little, yeah. and this shit's going to hit me. And every time I've consumed, you know... THC, what happens? Yeah. I'm like in a coma. Yeah, you think I drug you? <laughs> I'm in a coma uh, for like a, <laughs> like a whole day is lost to me. So I was like, okay, I got 20 minutes. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm you, you know, somebody there was like, it's best not to drink water after. Don't even flush the taste out of your mouth. And for some reason, I was like, I need to listen to her, and I can't touch water. Well, who was it? I mean, don't say the name. It but- was a healer. Okay. And I held on to that when she was like, don't do it. You're going to want to swish and you're going to want to spit and you're going to want to get it out of your mouth, but don't do it. And for some reason I was like, I can't do it. Like I have to listen to her. Because it was a a certain healer? It was a certain healer. And I'm not going to say like. It's the witch that I always it's talk the witch about that on you my talk about, And I don't feel she's scary, but no. I feel when she speaks, you listen. Well, she's powerful as fuck. <laughs> you listen. And I'm looking around and I'm seeing people drink their water and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. She said, don't drink your water. Mm. Don't fucking drink your water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, um, and then everyone gets up and dances and sings and like, cause you know, you got to get your body moving to get the medicine moving. And, and that was okay. I was fine. And I was like shocked. Were at you how, dancing? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like dancing, dancing. Twerking? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was moving my body because I understood that. Yeah. I understood that the more you move, the more it's, you know, you go around. You don't want to fight. You don't want to fight it. Um, so I think we did, like danced a couple songs and then you sit down and then you there's everyone's still singing. And um, and then it's just like, OK, time to put on my they they want you to kind of keep your eye mask on because they want you to have your own experience. Mm-hmm. They don't really want you to. Um, zone in on somebody else's experience and not be in on your own. But you, it's not required. You don't have to put your eye mask on. No, but it's because the experience of this medicine isn't 
a projection outwardly. Right. It's an inward projection. So if you're watching other people or getting caught up in yeah. what's going like on around you, yeah, I have to because I'm a protector. <laughs> yeah. I it's it's yeah. yeah. I, I have to. Yeah. And I I yeah. So I after a few songs, I'm like, you know, I'm starting to feel a little not sick, but like it kind of almost reminded me of like the last time I ate a weed chocolate that you gave me and I started to feel like. Let's talk about that for a second because you brought it up twice. The first time or whenever this <laughs> happened, Vanessa and I had like, we were first meeting. No. No, Tinsley. Tinsley was just born. Tinsley was just born. She had to have been like weeks old maybe. I remember you were at the store and I said, go buy chocolate chips and look on the back of the bag for the one that asks for two sticks of butter. Because the chocolate chips that... No, the first time I consumed marijuana like that was through hot chocolate. Oh, it was at the, the Muckleteal house. Okay, it's yeah. It's like what I don't know. They call it like swamp. I called it swamp sludge. Swamp sludge. I'd take a, oh, yeah, I would take a scoop of the the, the butter, butter and put it in hot chocolate. Yeah. And uh, and it he gave it to me, Vanessa and up. I like went literally into a coma. She looked like pale white, looked like <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, scared, and was like, "You drugged me." You drugged me, and I remember thinking, like, what? I gave you weed butter and <laughs> hot chocolate. I didn't fucking drug you. And she's, like, insisting that I drugged her. And I go, okay. I remember it being, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, <laughs> and the sun's out. And I'm, like, do you really think that I would come over here, drug you, so that I can hang out by myself in the afternoon on a Friday and watch Tinsley alone? And you, then I remember you looking, like, yeah, he didn't drug me, but fuck. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want this to happen. So ever since then, you have not been a fan no. of edibles no. or or marijuana in, in Well, general. that was my first time, like, ever with, like, digesting. Yeah. Um, and I learned really quickly, like, nope, not for me. Don't do that. And um, I won't even try, like, a time. I just won't even a little bit. Okay. But then there was another night, maybe like a year ago. Yeah. When... Your mom was here, and I remember your mom was here, and you were like, hey, you want this? And I'm like, sure, and I just ate it. Uh It's like a whole chocolate. And then I think it was because your mom was taking the kids for a sleepover. And then before she could even, I didn't even say goodbye because I was like dying on the couch. Uh Like I was just in a coma. I I remember getting up to bed, and then that was it. And then I didn't wake up until the next day at like 7 Mm -hmm. p.m. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right and i was like it was the best sleep of my life but there's two wild bunnies chasing each other out in the yard Aww. anyways so that feeling started coming over me like i was like no i'm gonna fall asleep and i'm gonna go into a coma and like i just took this medicine and i don't want to do that but i got in my bed i put my eye mask on Okay, right before it starts we're gonna take a break we're out, almost at the mark. So right before, right before you say you're gonna go thing, uh-huh. we're gonna hit the break. So you got like what two more minutes? Okay. So I was wearing like white shorts mm-hmm. and um, a tank top, and then like a white. You have to wear all white. So I was wearing like a white 
just crew neck sweatshirt that I grabbed. And I remember taking off my sweatshirt and I remember thinking, this is really weird because I love layers. Like mm-hmm. I layer up all the time. Usually in the summer, like around this weather, I have like shorts and like a sweater or a hoodie on. And so, but for some reason I was like, I'm taking this off. And so I was all the way to your sports bra. I don't know if I was all the way to my sports bra. I think I was down to my tank top, but there was a point where I pulled like my shirt all the way up. So my whole tummy was exposed. (laughs) Um, but so I, I took my sweater off and I had like laid down and put my eye mask on and I was just like, I have no idea what I'm about to do. Did you have anything on the altar? Yeah. I so I you gave me your raven uh-huh. and I brought your raven. And you said you pointed it to you? Yeah, I, I like put it right above my head, pointed to me. And then I brought like a tiger's eye with black as uh, tiger's eye necklace that had like black obsidian beads in it <coughs> that I got from that crystal lady at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Tiger's eye is like really good for protection. So mm-hmm. I was like, whoop, you're coming with me. And That's obsidian's like, powerful. So yeah. those two together is powerful protection. Well, I felt my tiger's eye um, like full of protection for a long time. I remember when we went to Wenatchee to look for little Travis, I brought my tiger's eye and I hung it up in the car because I was like, we're going to go into evil and yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I had on the altar, like right above me. And everyone's still singing. I mean, like their freaking voices are beautiful. It was. It's like the most, you like words can't describe how soft and warm and love that's coming from these like angels in this mm-hmm. temple. It's so fucking bizarre. Because like you said, I don't think, I agree with, I literally don't think most humans have ever experienced love the way that it's supposed to be Mm -mm. we think we know Mm -hmm, mm -mm. you don't know (laughs) you don't know you don't know you have no idea so i i laid down and i got ready to like you know strap in and i don't know how long i was there before i actually felt something but you want to stop so yep we'll take a break and we will come back (laughs) with the beginning of the night one yeah the beginning of night one and the, the journey so we'll be back in a second. All right, guys, we are back. I had to let the ducks out. Oh, you did? Yeah, I let the big ducks out. I gave the water to the little ducks, made sure they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, okay. got some water and we are back and we are going to start off with. And so it begins. And so it begins. Yeah. So. I really don't know how much time went by before I started to feel something. I had my eye mask on, but my eyes were open under my eye mask. So it's like one of those eye masks that like bubbles. So you could still have your eye open, but it's like pitch black. Um, And I'm just kind of like, I think I started talking to her immediately. I was like, hey, Mama Sita, like I'm here. Like, let's go. Like, come on. And, um. Nothing, nothing was really happening. And so I was just laying there. I was really focused on my tummy because my tummy did start to turn. And I was just like, okay, we're going to breathe through it. We're going to get through it. Like, I'm not going to shit my pants or puke or anything. I'm not doing that. Like, no. And um, so I was laying on my back and I was just really focused. I know my hands were like on my tummy and um, I was just really focused on breathing and like just staying calm. 
And then once I got past that, like I got past the point of feeling icky, um, is when like I started, it started coming to me and it was like, (laughs) 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 it was like, like the, like a huge grid, like the green bright matrix grid. And I was like, Whoa, like where? Just, it was just there. Like in front of you or everywhere? (laughs) Like, what do you mean by this grid? It was really quick. It was just so quick. I saw the grid and then like almost immediately saw it was beyond the grid. And I like wanted to go there. Like I needed to get over there. Okay. And beyond the grid was like, and this is so funny. So after the first night, I will say like I wrote notes, like I had my my phone and I just really, I talked to you Mm -hmm. and you're like, take notes. And I'm like, I'm not going to forget. And then I literally opened my notes and started writing everything down. I knew that you would forget. You forget right away all the details like a dream. Yeah. So like when we read them last night, I was like, oh, wow. Like I I don't really remember this until I read it and it brought it all back. (coughs) So like beyond the grid for me was just nothing but ocean. I was in Waterworld. You know that movie Waterworld? Mm -hmm. I was in the world of Waterworld and the the boat that he's on the huge boat <laughs> there was Tyler and my kids and I was like I need to go over there that's where I need to be so I went through the grid and I was on the boat and we were sailing away into the to into the world I don't know it was, it was literally Waterworld and I'm captain of the and ship and you're captain and of I the ship and I have the kids like playing around on the boat yeah and it's not it, okay so I don't really know how to explain this because I've talked to a couple people about my experience. It's not like a movie in your head. You don't see it like like I see you sitting across the table from me. Yeah. It's not clear. It's just you know where you are and what you're seeing. And <laughs> like I there's no way to explain that. Uh-huh. Because at the same time, you still know that you're Vanessa. I still on know I'm Vanessa. I still know where I am. I'm still very aware. I'm aware of what's going on around me. I'm hearing music being played. I know there's people sitting right next to me. It's not like I'm just, you know, literally in Waterworld. Yeah. Like, I know I'm on a mat. Yeah. Um, but, it, like, I just want to make it very clear that it's not like a movie. Okay. It does not play out, like, in full color even. It's just... I saw two colors the whole my whole experience, and it was green and red. And it only happened for a short moment, but those are the only two colors. And purple, purple, I saw three. Those are only the three times that I saw color. Everything else, I cannot tell you if it was even in black and white. I don't know. All I know is it wasn't, like, bright. Okay. Um, but so I get on the boat, and we're, like, sailing away, and I don't see myself at all. That's another thing that, like, I don't see me. I'm there, but I don't see me. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, it like just I just took off, and she took me to places and put me in. You know, my intention was like I want to like learn how to receive love, and for some reason, it threw me into the birth of my children. I was there. I immediately went back to Vincent being born, and I was in the room watching. It was just me holding Vincent be. Well, I pulled Vincent out. I pulled Vincent okay, out. You pulled I, Vincent out so you weren't delivering. No, when I actually like, you know, not under the medicine in real life, 11 years ago, when I gave birth to Vincent, they were like, grab your baby. And I reached down and I grabbed him and I birthed him. Okay. So I 
I was watching that. Okay. I was watching me in the hospital bed literally birth my baby and put him up to my chest. And, um, you know, I know, like, in real life, you know, Ivan was there and stuff, but he was not there. It was just me and Vincent. And it wasn't very, like, I wasn't there long. I was just there. And I, like, got, like, a, like a little download of, like, Vince is good. Like, mm-hmm. You do not have to worry about Vincent. Vincent is so good. He loves you so much and he knows that you love him so much. And his cup is overflowing with your love and you do not have to worry about Vincent. And it was just warm. And um, now, like when I look back on that, I know the whole night my hands were on my heart. And I think like my heart was just like, I was just getting love poured into me from all the experience I had on night one. Mm-hmm. And, um, so once I was done with Vincent, I went to Tinsley and it was kind of the same thing, but Tinsley needed a little bit more from me. It was like, you know, Tinsley's so much like her father, but she needs the, you can't be hard on her like Tyler. You need to be more like patient, kind and nurturing. Cause I'm pretty, I'm really hard on her. Like yeah. You, realistically. you treat her like you treat me and it's yeah. like, I'm a fucking <clears throat> man. Yeah. She's a little, she's a girl. But she is so much like you that it's hard to, to finesse to that. separate the two and realize that she is a little girl. She's the female version of you and she is just like you, but she needs a little bit more of the feminine and not so much of the masculine because she's already got it. Mm-hmm. She's already got that. And so I sat with her for a while in that room and, um, yeah, it was just like, it was, it, I don't really know. It was. You have such a smile on your face while I sit here and look at you. <laughs> it was just beautiful. I was just like so happy to be back there. Um, feeling love. Feeling love. Or like receiving love. Receiving it. Unconditional yeah. love. And I think like she put me, like Mama Sita put me in those positions because um, like I said in the beginning, I've had a hard time like allowing myself to feel the love from my kids because it's not about me feeling the love. It's about them feeling the love. And I think she was showing me from the moment that they came into this world, they, they chose me to be their mom and they've loved me. And like, that's something worth feeling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's like one of the greatest feelings in life. If yeah. not, maybe the, maybe not between having kids and finding true love or a soulmate. I think those are the two highest feelings of love you could ever have. Yeah. Yeah. And so those are my biological children that I birthed. And then I like found myself in the room when Talon was being born. And it was weird for me. I remember being like. Talon's my son. Talon, I did not birth Talon. Talon has, you know, his own biological mother um, who's very much present in his life. So I (laughs) was like, why am I here? I was you know, and when I'm in these, when I say I'm in these rooms, I'm in the rooms, but I'm not physically in the room. Like I, my, maybe like part of my soul was there, like being called there. I'm just kind of like in the corner just like watching. <clears throat> and, um, I remember feeling like a little, that's the first time I think I was a little bit confused is like, he, he's not like my son. He didn't pick, like, I didn't choose him to be, you know, cause I've like journeyed into this, this 
soul world. Like I've been reading the books and I've been really interested in learning about souls and like how that all plays out. And I know when you're in soul form, you pick your hearts, you pick your struggles, you pick, you pick your people Mm -hmm. when you're in soul form before you come to the physical. So I knew that I did not pick Talon. Like my soul did not pick Talon. And it kind of dawned on me that I'm there for his birth because his soul picked me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's why I was there because I was like, and it gets like the more that I get into it and the more that like I describe what I saw and felt will circle back around to talent being born because it will make more sense, I believe. Um, but so, yeah, I was there. I was happy. It was amazing. I was like with all my babies and I got to experience and download the love. And um, and then like I was in the room when you were being born. And I was even more like, what the fuck? What am I doing? Like, and when I'm being born. when you're being born. And when I say like, I'm literally talking out loud, like I was commentating my experience while I was there. Like I was talking to Mama Sita and I'm like, Mama Sita, why am I here? Like, just like that. I'm like, this is fucking weird. Why am I here? I didn't birth Tyler. Like, obviously, like. I'm what? older than yeah, you. Yeah, you're older than me. Why? What am I doing here? And I just. Remember, she didn't answer me. She just kept showing me and putting me there. And um, I saw your mom and your dad and my mother-in-law, Joelle. She had, like, the most beautiful, like, aura around her. Like, more beautiful than I've ever seen her in the physical world. And it was like, oh, my God. Like, she's like, glowing. She's, she's glowing. And um, I saw your dad there, and he was just so proud and full of love. And I was like... You know, and I sat in the, like, I was in the room for a long time. I know the room. It, like, had, like, floral wallpaper. It was, like, a 1988 (laughs) hospital room in Wenatchee. Like, you can, I'm sure they had, like, the floral wallpaper and, like, the blue bedspread, you know, like. dingy-ass, like, white on the walls. Yeah, just, you know, just your typical old, older, like, birthing hospital where you would go to give birth and, um. So I was there for a bit to be able to pull in those details because I don't have his details from, you know, my three kids being born. I just know that it was me and them and, and just Talon. And even, even with Talon, I don't think I even saw you there. I don't even think I saw his mom there. I think those were blurred out and it was just Talon for his situation. But for Tinsley and Vincent, it was just me and them. So I know I was in the room longer with you because I could pull in certain little details. And another thing that is really weird is I know like during your actual birth, like your, your grandma was there, Annie niece was there. And and when I'm telling her about this later, she's like, did you see me? And I'm like, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Annie niece. And she's like, huh? (laughs) But, um, um, I didn't really get downloads as to why I was there until later. Until after the second pour. Uh And so that's kind of where I ended my first half of my journey. Um, The shaman comes around and offers you a second pour. And the second pour, I knew that I was going to start purging immediately. That was the first night? That was the first night. Okay. And uh, she came and she offered me the second pour and I was like, I don't want to. And she's like, I highly encourage you to. And I was like, okay. And I don't know if it was her or if it was Mama Cita telling me that. Like, uh-huh. I just encourage you to do it. Just because they, they want to take you to the end. 
they don't like, you know, like I said, your body does digest through that uh-huh. medicine. And like, it's, it's not like you're on like a 24 hour high. Like, you're no, not. No, what happens is, is it doesn't last as long as the ceremony goes. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't take the second cup, and it depends on the person in the journey. Yeah. But a lot of times, if you don't take the second cup, then a little bit after that, you start sobering up for the rest of the night. And then the people who took the second cup start still, peaking again. Yeah. And there's still three to four hours left of the ceremony. Right. So that's why you take the second cup. Unless the second, the, the first cup has you... You literally don't need anymore. You're yeah. already fucking on cloud nine. Yeah. Um. So I took it and immediately grabbed my bucket and I was because you have a bucket next to you and then you have like a the tissue. <laughs> you have like tissue a box of tissues next to you and then you get a tissue with like some peppermint oil on it to kind of like sniff and like like kind of like numb your nausea. Yeah, the peppermint oil really helps ease the nausea because you you really want like to keep the medicine down as long as you can um to have your like the full experience but i had so i took the second pour she was waving the peppermint tissue in my face and i just grabbed it out of her hand and i was like that's mine now (laughs) but um because i had one i just didn't know where it went so um yeah, I grabbed my bucket and I knew I was going to start purging like immediately. Mm-hmm. And immediately it started happening. It was coming up and it was not stopping. And I, it was weird because like you think of purging and you think of puking and you think of all that and you're like, ugh, like that's horrible. But it's like with every, it puts you in such a vulnerable space that especially when you're in a room of people. <laughs> who are literally like your heads are almost touching. Yeah, like you're very close to people. And it puts you in a vulnerable vulnerable space to where you have to like kind of decide, like am I just going to give in and surrender and just let it happen or am I going to try to fight it? Well, if you try to fight it, it's going to be worse. Like I knew like almost immediately that I didn't want to be purging. And that was my fear, right? Going yeah. into it. I'm like, oh, there's only one bathroom, like whatever. Um, but I just had my bucket and I had my tissue and I just started talking to Mama Zita immediately. And I was like, like, please, like, I trust you. I surrender to you. I fully am giving you my body. Like, please just take care of me. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe ease up on me a little bit. I don't want to purge. I don't want to throw up. I don't want to like, I was begging. I was begging because that was such an uncomfortable spot for me to be in. So I was not in my little love fest where I was like watching all my babies be born and like feel the love and like the happiness. I was on my bucket. Yep. And I will say one of the the angels next to me was like a literal angel cuz <laughs> the smell of it just kept hitting me in the face and I think it was it brought me back to reality. Like I was doing good and then like I would purge and smell and then be brought back to like oh you're going to puke again and yep. um he was just, he kept just swapping my bucket out like so fast. Like, like he knew he was just like, <laughs> I got to get this away from her because it's, it's blocking her journey. It's bringing her back to reality and she's not able to see. So this was the, this was a male angel. Yeah. And was this the male angel that was sitting next to you the whole time that at the beginning you were feeling uncomfortable? Yeah. But now you're like, no, thank God this angel's here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like. 
thank God. It's just like he could just see that like, like every time I would purge and like, it would just pull me out of it. Like, I don't really know how to explain that, but you're supposed to be like, I know you said you're, when you purge, you're not supposed to be like actually puking. No, it's more, it's energetic, it's energetic, stagnant, static energy that's been trapped in us. And it's usually in the form of stuck trauma or, or faulty belief systems or abuse. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's more like dry heaving. Yeah. Yeah. No, that not for me. Not for you. You were actually puking up. I shit. was actually puking up shit. Did you look in the bucket? Oh yeah. What was it? It was, I don't really know. Like it for, looked different than regular puke, huh? Yeah. See? And it wasn't like the medicine. Like, I, I, I'm I, just going to assume it was the medicine because it was right after I took took the dose. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like, that was, I, there wasn't that much medicine in my tummy. Yeah. So it was weird. And I still at that point had not put water in my mouth because okay. I was like, uh-uh, she told me not to. I still can't <laughs> fucking do it. I did. I did. Because I had to get the taste out of my mouth because I knew that it was pulling me out of my experience. I finally like swished water. And then I was really aware of how loud that I was being, that I was like, you know, spitting my, I was holding my bucket and like spitting on the side. So it would just trickle down instead of like hawking a loogie in the bucket. Because I didn't want, I didn't, at that point, at that point, and I think this is like a very, so I think it's very important to say like when you're in a room with that many people and you're on the medicine and, and she t- like talked about this in the beginning, the shaman did that, like, don't hold back your purge because your purge could allow somebody else to feel comfortable and allow their body to purge yes. so that they can get it out. Um, I, I, my personal opinion is everybody took a second pour that night mm-hmm. and everybody was purging at one time. Mm-hmm. I I think it was, and after, now I can compare it to night two, looking back on night one, it was the most intense feeling in that room, and it was loud, and it was, like, so, like, powerful, and the angels are just singing and dancing around, and, like, it was... Everybody was kind of on the same page as far as purging. Nobody was being sensitive to anyone anymore because it was like we were all helping each other get it out. You all finally connected. You we hit all f- that level of vibration where you all found that high frequency yeah, together. Because I, I, I know this because <laughs> after it was silent. It was like a moment of everybody just letting out like everything. All their stuff. And I mean, you had... <clears throat> women crying and you had men screaming and you had men crying and like one person just kept yawning like this <laughs> huge yawn and I was like oh must be nice like you're so tired you're uh, just gonna go take a nap like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then um yeah it was just it really so I know when I was when I was going through it I was not alone yeah. and I feel like that's why it was like okay and like comforting but I was also begging Mama Sita to help me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, this, I don't like this. Like, I want to go back. I want to go back to my, like, happy, happy journey. And I fucking hate puking. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. 
And so she was like, okay. <laughs> and then <laughs> I laid back on my mat and it was like gone. Like my tummy subsided. She helped you. She helped me. I was done purging. I was like, woo. She granted your wish. Yeah. Or your, your, yeah, your. She ass. heard my calling and then I hear in my ear, may I touch you? And I was like, uh huh. And I didn't, at the time, I was like, don't know who it is. Don't know if that's even real. Uh-huh. Don't know if that's Mamacita. Don't know, you know, if it's an angel. I was just like, okay. And, um, so the angels do like body work on you. I think they do it more so after the second pour for a reason. Cause you just. Yeah. They do it at the last, the very last part of the night, like the last two hours of the night they're going around doing body work. Yeah. And I, um, when she put her hands on me, I knew immediately who she was. And I was like, Oh, I know, I know exactly who you are. And this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, you know, like I, I have like a really bad back and a bad neck and like all my scoliosis and stuff. And like her hands were just like so like powerful on my back. And like then she like worked down like like my my chakras, I think. And like, you know, I mean, she was like on my chest and on my tummy. And I mean, she asked permission and I was just like, do whatever you freaking want. Like, I <laughs> don't even care. And it feels so good yeah it feels so good that it was just like i just don't care i don't care do whatever you want which to me is so funny to hear you say that because you're not physical touch was not your thing especially from someone like not even from me so to have a stranger in the middle of a a puking (laughs) crazy fast and for you to be like submitting like that mm-hmm. is in, it's it's interesting to hear well and it, i feel like it wouldn't have even mattered at that point if it was a male mm-hmm. angel <laughs> yeah you're like yeah please because they're like also called to specific people in the room they don't yeah. go to just anybody they don't go to the person next to them they they're <clears throat> called to a person and i really believe that she was the one that like put love in my hands what do you mean by that like she went down my chakras my like third fourth chakra were like super blocked um and i know this because at the end of the night like when you come off of it and you guys all wake up and you can communicate again yeah she told me just like you're just so blocked like in this area and um I just needed to like unblock you. And I don't feel like I'm totally unblocked, but I feel like it felt good having whatever it was pulled mm-hmm. out of me. Um, then she like did my legs and down my feet and my hands. And uh, she just told me the next, the, that night, she's like, you're so extremely rooted. Like you're so grounded. Like you're just, your roots, like your trunk is like good and deep and your hands hold so much love. And I thought that was weird. And I was like, I don't know about that. Like, she's like, you, your hands hold so much love. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it like, didn't what does that ring even mean, true. You know? But now I think she was telling me like your hands hold love now. Like I gave you love in your hands. Like you, and I do feel it. Like even <laughs> like now, like I look at my, it's so weird because I look at my hands so differently and the way that they move and like. I mean, Tinsley was sick last night and I was like rubbing Tinsley's body the way that she was rubbing my body when I was like, mm-hmm. you know, in the medicine. And so that was quite the experience. But after she and, left. And I noticed, I, I have noticed. <laughs> I'm like, babe, 
you have hands full of love and you're using them and it probably feels really good. Mm -hmm. And also when you came home and talked to me about you being extremely rooted, I 100% agree because I always say you ground me. Mm -hmm. You are rooted in reality, I like to fucking try and blast off to different places, and you're like, uh... <laughs> no. Tyler. <laughs> um, but, so then she left. My angel left. And it was, like, really calming and peaceful, but I was able to, like, kind of go back where I left off before the second pour. Which was? In your room, being born. Oh, back to me. Yeah, I was able to go back... And I was there and because I, I was still try, I was so stuck on it. I was like, like asking Mama Sita, like, why was I there? I'm still so confused. Well, you have never even seen my dad. No, I've never even met him. He died when I was 15 years yeah, old. Yeah, I've never met him ever so, in my life. So that's, and I think I was like stuck on that. I think that's the part that I, because even after all that, after all the purging, after all the body work, I went back to that. And I was like, no, 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 we're not done. Like, yeah, yeah. You took me somewhere and now you need to explain to me like why I was there because this is a big deal to me. And um, <laughs> so she put me back in the room and I was there and it wasn't like anything was happening. It was exactly how it was the first time. I was just watching your mom and your dad be so in love with the baby that they had and like, like the aura of your mom, like your mom looked like a literal angel to me and um. I mean, I wrote notes, but I have to read. Hold on. This is also crazy to me, you guys. When she came home and told me about her experience, I was like, holy shit. I did not, like, how could you ever expect that? How could you ever? Uh, and, and the other thing is, like, how could she ever make this shit up? Yeah. And I could see, like, emotionally this fucking hit something in her or spiritually or whatever it is yeah you want to read your notes well i will like kind of pick through i'm not going to read all of it but i wrote um like i was there when you were born i i kind of came to the realization that i was there when you were born you were born before me i was there in my soul form and i chose you as my soulmate before I ever came into the physical. A bird just dive bombed out the window. Those swallows. Yeah. Oh, I love them. Anyways, so I came. I came to the conclusion that like I was there in soul form, and I was picking you before before I came into the physical. And maybe I was lost in my soul form for a while, and I had no reason to come into my physical uh-huh. um, until I found. Because like I said, you pick your you pick your life in your soul form. That's when you choose your heart and you choose your battles and all. Like your soulmate, everything, yeah. And your soulmate could be the same, and every every physical form that you're in, you could have the same soulmate. Mm-hmm. Like, who's to say when I leave this body, my soulmate doesn't wait until I find you again in yeah. the next life? And but you won't be you; you'll be yeah. But you know you, but you always felt that I wasn't your soulmate. No, I I think I like tried to deny a lot of stuff. I tried to like, you know, be like, no, like I don't believe in soulmates. I don't believe in marriage. I don't believe in any of this because it's like, why? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But as I've like gotten older and I've learned and I've seen and I've experienced things firsthand, I had to like be able to allow myself to open 
my brain and my heart up a little bit more and like actually like accept things because I'm like, nope, he's not my soulmate. He's put me through fucking torture and hell. <laughs> soulmates don't do that. Like I refuse to believe it because I was like, soul, soulmates don't do that to yeah. each other. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's kind of why I feel like I was there. But then I was like still so stuck on your dad. I was like, okay, cool. I picked him. He's my soulmate. Cool. Yeah, this is the moment that I chose Tyler to be my soulmate. But, like, Craig was still there. Mm-hmm. And it was just so, like, profound to me. And I, I remember just being like, why is he here? Like, why? Why isn't it just Joelle? Like, she's in my life. I know her. Mm-hmm. Like, that would make sense to me. Never met your dad. And then I was... And I, I just, you just get like little tiny downloads. Like you just get little, like. <laughs> it's so hard to use words to explain it. It's like a file. Yeah. And you, you just get it. And then I was like, huh, maybe, maybe Craig kind of asked me to be there because he knew that his time with Tyler was going to be fall very short. And he wanted to make sure that Tyler got his soulmate on this earth. And, um, so I felt like I was kind of called there for Mm -hmm. multiple reasons and, you know, and then my second night, which I'll get into, but it kind of like solidifies a lot of those feelings for me because I still was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You're still confused. (laughs) Um, You're still confused at that time. So that's kind of how I ended my journey on my on my first night. After that, after I realized I chose you as my soul form, because you're four, three years older than me. Yeah. So I was, I still hung out, hung around. I still was in my soul for a while. Yeah. I think it took me a long time to pick my life. Yeah. I think it took me a long time to pick my struggles and my faults and my family and my mom and and um and so. Yeah, I just, that's kind of how I ended it. I ended it still so curious about Craig and why he was there. And I remember, like, you know, they sing this song and it brings you back. And it was so weird to me. What do you mean by sing this song and they it brings this, you back? like, Row Your Boat song. And brings you back where? It brings you back in from the medicine. It brings <laughs> you back into reality. And, like, when I started my journey that night, yeah, we rowed a boat out into Waterworld. Yeah. And now I'm rowing a boat back in. Yep. And I was like, what the? Uh, I was like, oh, this is so weird. But then, like, they sing this song, and, you know, like, the whole night, I will say, like, the the singing and and the music played, there was lots of live music, and the angels singing, and the angels all have beautiful voices, and they, like, when you have your eye mask on, they're halfway through, I ripped my eye mask off. I was like, fuck this shit, take this off. I was feeling constricted. Mm -hmm. Um. So I was able to like open my eyes a little bit and see and all like not clear, but it is like it's blurry and you just see the white angels just floating around the room and like dancing and singing. And when they're singing, they literally feel like they're standing over your bed, like they're over your body. And I remember like peeking my eye and I'm like, no one's standing right there. (laughs) And like, um, but they, they were just, it was it's one of the most beautiful things it, I've yeah, ever experienced. It was beautiful. Yeah. And and they sing the song and then everybody everybody gets pulled in at the same time. <clears throat> and then like you kind of just lay in your bed for a little bit. They make you carrot soup and bread. And then like you can kind of like start talking to people around you about your experiences. And 
obviously I had Annie niece right next to me, but she did not have a great time like I did. <laughs> yeah. um, and I remember crawling over to her bed and I was just like, hi. And she's like, hi. <laughs> and we didn't talk much about her experience and I wouldn't talk about it, but I could tell it was like drastically different than mine. Mm -hmm. And I was just smiling and she's like, how was your night? And I was like, it was really good. Like I had the greatest time. Like even though I purged and I like felt that what it was feel like to be vulnerable and like, I wouldn't even say it was bad. Mm -hmm. Like no, it was not good. bad. No, it was good. And, and I like thoroughly enjoyed my whole experience. I had so many questions and I was like, Ooh. Now you're curious. Yeah. Now I'm curious. And I didn't even sit, I didn't even sit like in the experiences that I had with my kids because they were all okay. You got to make sure I'm, when you're talking into the mic, honey. I am. I'm stuck. Okay. <clears throat> they were like, okay. So I was like still questioning <laughs> why your dad was there. Yeah. And then. <laughs> this, this is so crazy. <laughs> And then, you know, I'm just laying there and I'm talking. And that's when I was able to talk to, like, the angel that did body work on me. And she's telling me about my hands and how rooted I am. And um, she had had – my foot's asleep and it's tingly. No, stop. <laughs> um, her own experiences with you. And I remember asking her, like – Her own experience with me? Yeah. Okay. During your ceremonies? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know why his dad is so present. Like, I don't even know if he's experienced moments with his dad at ceremony before. And she was like, well, he has. And I've helped him. And I had to take him outside one night. And he just yeah, lost, you know, it. lost it in the grass. And I was like, but that's it. Like, my, my whole night was surrounded by. Yeah. And he's not, I don't know him. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I, I would expect you to have like multiple experiences and moments in ceremony with your dad, because mm -hmm. I know that's like a huge chunk that's missing from you. But for me, I was like, so I was just kind of like stuck and I didn't really talk to anybody else. I kind of felt like I couldn't in a way I did talk to one other person Cause they were like, how was your experience? Did you feel love from your children? That was your intention. And I was like, oh yeah, I had a great time. And then I was like, mm. maybe I, maybe I'm the only one that had a great time. And I don't want to make people feel like. No, you have to share your experience, yeah. whether it's good or bad. It's not your, it's not, but your that choice. was like right after. Yeah. So I did go to bed and like, you know, you wake up in the morning and like, then I got a hold of you and told you a little bit. And I text you and I asked, cause I was concerned. I'm like, fuck. I really hope that she just didn't get rocked and is like, fuck this. I'm going home. I'm never doing this again. And you're, <laughs> you sent me a message like, I had a great night. It was a positive <laughs> experience. Da, 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 da. I have so much to tell you. And I'm like, well, like what? And you're like, I met your dad. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then she's like. My phone's going to die. I love you. <laughs> I didn't bring a charger. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to wait for two days to figure mm -hmm. out. And so then my mind was spinning. Like, what happened? Mm hmm. So. Then. So. You went to bed. You woke up. I Well, I was already in the morning. I, was, yeah. I texted you and then I had oh, to yeah. have breakfast and then 
you like, you know, come back to your mat, you sit down, you have integration where, you know, everybody gets the talking stick and they get to take their turn telling their experience and what they experienced. And, and it like got to me and I was just kind of so emotional that I immediately was like, I'm going to cry everybody, but it's like happy tears. And I'm, I had the greatest experience and I'm just like looking at everybody in the room and everyone's just kind of staring at me like, well, if you had the greatest experience, why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't know. Like you're filled with love. Yeah. I was like filled with love. And I had said like, you know, I got to see my kids and I think I may have even mentioned finding you in my soul form and then I started talking about your dad and how, like, I was so confused. And I think that's probably when I started crying. I don't know. All I know is I ended crying. I was yeah. crying the whole time. Which is so crazy because I've only seen you cry, like, a, a, a couple times in the entire time we've ever been together. So for, yeah. you, to, for you to cry around strangers <laughs> in a place for, it's just weird. Yeah, it was weird to me, too. That's how I felt. It was when really I was weird. sitting there crying in front of everyone, yeah. going, what the fuck is going on? But and hearing, I love everyone. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't even think I, like, I felt the love for everybody in the room at that point because I was so like focused on myself. But I, I do know that a lot, like, and we talked about the second like purging. Mm-hmm. It was literally like the purge. Like last, that night was the purge. Everybody felt it. Okay. Everybody had the same, like, it was so powerful and so intense and like, Everybody was like, it felt so good after and just just sit in the silence. And there were two people there that just like pulled out my heart. It was a, a mother and son. And all I'm not even going to go into it, but all I could think is like, I want to be like that. She was in her 70s. And I was like, when I'm in my 70s, if my son or any one of my kids asked me to do this. And I had no idea what it even was. She just like fully was like, yes, you need me to be there to help you heal. I'm fucking there. In her 70s. And she went and she did it for her kid. And I was like, that's so admirable as a as a mother. Yeah. I hope I'm like that. And I hope that if my kids ask me to do something crazy, without question, without any hesitation, I will be like, yes. If you want me there and need me there and this is for you to heal and, like, mend your wounds, I will do anything. Yeah. And that's, like, how she was. And it was so inspiring. And I was just like, oh, I love this. Um, but, yeah, everybody had a while I didn't really hear many people be like I had a great time like me most people don't I know most people and I felt like I felt a a tinge of like guilt Mm -hmm. and selfishness um because I was begging mama sita and I was like did I take her away from everybody else is that why everybody else was suffering so badly and I was in this like blissful state but then I like Throughout the day, like after integration, you kind of have, you know, you can leave and come back or whatever. You can go lay outside. You go to, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. You just have to be back by four. And um, I learned in that time that like Mama Sita really is just like you. Yeah. It's just you. It's like a reflection of yourself. So I pulled it into, I'm so deeply rooted that that's why I didn't get my shit rocked. Uh-huh. And like I was able to come back and ask for help because I knew that if I asked for the help, I would receive the help. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember talking, you know, to Annie Niece and, and she just had, she has like a horrible time every single time. And I'm like, do you ever ask her for help? And she's like, well, no. 
And I was like, you should try. Try. Yeah. It's yourself. It's yourself. And so if it's rocking you, just like me, or just like you, like we're pretty fucking strong, savage people, Mm -hmm. and we're rocking, we're rocking, but if someone is literally like, can you please help me? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It was just my chair. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like throughout the day, I kept getting like little downloads and like little like bits of information and it was just all going back to your dad and I was talking to Annie niece and Annie niece was just like that's so crazy you never met him like I was there it was me I was with Tyler like and um and it was I just couldn't get past it I don't know like I went on with my day um I we ended up going to the beach and we were like sitting on the log and like just because it's really good to just be out in nature like during you know the trans trans transition back into the real world but not really because you're going back tonight yeah and so yeah i don't suggest going to a party or anything no, like that like, don't go do anything isolate like, out in nature yeah ground go yeah. ground yeah and i well my face got sunburnt yeah so That's obviously good. you got outside. sun were you barefoot on the beach uh, were you barefoot ever yeah yeah okay yeah. oh there you go sunshine and grounding is very, very good for us. Yes. And I met, like, the owner of the property, and she's just this, like, amazing, spiritual, powerful woman. Yeah. And I don't even want to talk about what, like, she told me, but because I, I just want to hold it in for myself. But yeah. she is, like, was so powerful, and, like, you could tell that she believed. She knew what she was saying was true. Yeah. Like, there was no doubt. And, and she was, and you can feel it when she, and you can feel it when she talks, when you like, it resonates on a different frequency, yeah which is the truth frequency. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Even if I don't even like know or agree, I feel that what she's saying is right. Oh yeah. And she started talking about stuff (laughs) you talk about. And I remember telling you what she said and you're like, she said that she knows that. And I'm like, no, like she knows that was like that's one where it's like no way. No, she fucking knows. Yeah. And um but she, you know, she got the property because she wants to help. That's why like there's a whole entire space for strangers to come and heal. That's her that's her her calling in the world. And yeah. so I was like this is so cool. Like I love this. This is so cool. She does her own, ser- I didn't get to talk to her much about that, but she like does her own own things yeah, outside of ayahuasca. But you can tell she's just so powerful, and um, all these people were just like so powerful. It was like it's deceiving because they look like it's normal deceiving. humans. Yes, but after hanging out with them for a couple nights, you realize that their soul form is leveled up. Highly, they're fucking master souls. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, wizards and witches that know (laughs) white magic and like how to tap into uh, I don't even know. Yeah, higher, higher dimensions or higher realms, higher levels. They know what's going on. Yes, they know what's going on. Yeah. They know what's going on and it like solidifies a lot for me to be like, okay, everybody, like if you're, if you feel something's going on in the world, it's really is going on and you really need to like pay attention and focus. But I had hours and like, of just kind of 
hanging out and just being. And I still at that point didn't really talk to anybody. I just felt like I just wanted to stay in my own focus. I didn't really want to let anyone's experiences saturate like my mind because I wanted to keep my mind. I did talk to the mom that I was like so inspired by a little bit. And I was just like, you're so, it was so amazing. That was like the highlight for me. It was those two. It was just so beautiful. But um, when we started getting closer and it's like, oh, okay, go get your whites on, you know, what's coming. And you do, you are kind of like hesitant. More nervous, huh? You're more nervous because you know what's coming and you're just like, Ugh. like, like, I'm pretty sure I compared it to giving birth. You're giving birth, right? You're like going through the pain and it's torture and you want it to be over and like you're crying and you're physically in pain. And then you give birth and that pain is gone. Like if you've given birth and you know that feeling, obviously men, men can't give birth. Yeah. So they don't know this feeling. <laughs> but the second that baby comes out, your focus is just on that baby and there's no pain. Yeah. The pain does come back because, you know, your uterus has to shrink and that's <laughs> a bitch. But um, for me, I had no physical pain. So it was just like this great big like episode that happened and my body felt it. But it's not like I was in pain the night before. And so I knew that my body was going to go through this all over again. And I was like, what is like, what, is it going to be the same? Is it going? Because I knew the power like of what I just experienced, the, the major spiritual power of what I experienced. And I knew what she was capable of doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and it was like, ter- it was scary. Terrifying. Because if terrifying. it doesn't go into a good, happy place yeah. and it goes south, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. However, most people, it is going south. Yeah. And it's like, why would you want to do that? Well, because of what happens afterwards when you go back into your real life. And like, I have a lot of trauma from my childhood. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I did not. It's not that I did not want to go there. I didn't feel like I needed to. I actually feel like I've done so much work on healing that 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 wasn't like my focus I know a lot of people go because they're healing their childhood trauma for me I that was not it Mm -hmm. it was like I said I didn't really even have an intention until I got there and it was never focused on me but like so I I really like the second night I had like no expert I gave some like bullshit intention because I didn't know what to say and I didn't want to leave it as like I'm just going to let her take me where she wants to take me because that is a very broad statement and I could go to a different planet. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, I don't want to do that. So I think my intention that night was like, just kind of tap into like my own like divine feminine and just like, I just kind of want to see what she's like. And, um, getting the medicine down the first port, it was all the same. You know, we go around, we say our intention. And then I was one of the first to take the medicine that night. Not the last, like the night before. So immediately I'm like, fuck, like I'm going to be the first one in it. <laughs> so I'm the first one to take it. I think I was like the third, third or fourth person. And um, it was really hard to get down. And then I went to the bathroom immediately. I didn't, I was like, I'm not puking it up right now. Like I'm keeping the shit down. But I did go in the bathroom and like splashed water on my face and took a few breaths and I tried to go to the bathroom because I was like, tonight is not going to be the night. Like, it's just not going to be the night. Um, And then I was just like pacing. 
Like I just could not sit down. I was like kind of nervous. I like, I almost wanted to go outside, but I didn't want to go outside outside yet. Uh I don't, it was, it was an interesting feeling. Like I knew it was coming and I was a little scared. Um, but we're dancing and I like, I kind of just did like the mom, you know, like the mom bounce back and forth for a whole two songs. And, and then it was kind of the, the, the kind of the same. I just laid on my mat. I took off my sweatshirt. I was in shorts again. Um, I had like, you know, my napkin with peppermint oil, uh, it, it, the the beginning was kind of all the same for me yeah. and um and I put my mask on and I was really focusing on my tummy and I was just like doing the same thing like you know we're gonna get through this like just to be easy and like whatever but um I did I did start my journey out kind of like my mind was so all over the place because I was nervous that mm-hmm. like my mind was bouncing around and I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to, are you going to show me my family again? Are you going to like, where are we going with this? Like what's happening? And, and, and so you're saying this out loud? No, I'm not saying it out loud. It's all in your head. It's all in my head. I, I, yeah, I'll talk about that later. But, um, when my friendly journey finally started and it, and I wasn't bouncing around, it was like, a. I want to say like one of those game shows where like the prizes flash up on the screen really fast and then they go boop, 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 and then they land on one, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like the wheel of fortune kind of like, yeah, yeah. um, and I landed on one and it was like, I was just sitting at a table. I was just at a table as me and at, across the table for me, the person kept changing and there was four people and it was myself as a little girl, which I still need to find that picture because I know exactly what I was wearing and like. I had blonde curly hair, pink shirt, zebra heart in the middle. And then it was you as a little boy with your thick glasses and your blonde hair. And it was my brother, Steven, as a little boy, probably about the same age as you, um, with his blonde hair. And then your dad as an adult. So your dad was the only adult. He was not a little boy. Okay. And I, it just kind of kept changing. Nothing was being said. It just kept... I maybe maybe like every five seconds somebody the other person would appear, and um that's where I sat until she came around for the second pour. And how did you feel in that? Like I was excited. I was like, I love these people. Like I'm so excited. I can't wait to see like what I get to experience with these people. But what I got to experience with these people, I was I had no idea. I just knew that I was going to experience something with these four people at these ages. Okay, and like. It was that that's where I started to get a little scared because nothing was happening. Okay. I was just sitting at this table yeah. and nothing was happening. I could feel her going around the room offering second pours to people. Mm-hmm. And when she came to me before she was sat next to me, I was like shaking my head. No. And she was like, do you want me to come back? And I said, no, like, I, I don't want to ruin this. Like, I want to stay here at this table. Just leave me alone. You li- yeah, you like this. <laughs> I like this. But there's no, we're not talking. We're not talking. And I did, I was purging. Like, there was a point where I was purging into my bucket, but I don't really remember why. Mm-hmm. And I don't really remember if it was before or after. Um, I denied the second pour. But I do know when I denied the second pour, it changed immediately. And I heard Mama Sita, and she's like, you made the wrong choice. 
And I was like, oh. By denying it? Yeah. And what do you think that there's a lesson to be learned in that? Yeah. What is the lesson? That I need to trust more. You need to trust more. I need to trust more. And like, because my fear was I'm going to take the second pour and I'm going to be purging and puking and I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I denied the second pour. For comfort. For my selfish. Comfort. Comfort. And immediately she was like, you made the wrong choice. Oh my God. You got to, you have to learn how to trust your body and you don't trust your body because if I want you to purge, you're going to purge. And like, so I was like, oh fuck. Like it changed immediately. The table got ripped away. I was, uh, pinned down on my mat. I was pinned, couldn't move. I had hands over my mouth, couldn't speak. I was, uh, it's weird because I was like scared, but I wasn't scared. Mm-hmm. It, I was scared because of what was happening. I had no control. I, uh, my hands were up by my head. Like someone was basically in mount straddling me, holding my hands down. Mm-hmm. But then there was another set of hands over my mouth mm-hmm. and, um, scared in that sense of like, what? Mm-hmm. But I also knew that I had angels around me and that I was safe. So I was still very aware that I was in a room. I wasn't, you know, in some dungeon somewhere being pinned down by like strangers. Yeah. Um, and then she just kind of left me there. So I was pinned down and I, I couldn't speak. I couldn't like do anything. I could not move. And, um, I don't even think I had my eye mask on, but I couldn't even open my eyes. And, I was talking to her and I was like, what is the point of this? Like, why, what, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. This isn't cool. This isn't what I asked for. Like I was just sitting at a table. Like put me back there. Yeah. And like, I knew immediately I wanted to call the shaman over and be like, give me the second pour. Yeah. And she was like, no, you don't get, you don't get a second chance here. You made the wrong decision and you're going to sit with it. And like, uh, I was, cause you can't ask, you can raise your hand <laughs> yeah, and be I've like, asked for three yeah, many you times. can ask. And she wasn't letting me. And it was like, okay, well I admit I made the wrong decision. Just let me ask. Like, I'll take it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll purge. I'll do like whatever you want. Like, just, I don't like this at all. Mm-hmm. And then like, that's when I realized that she was putting me in a situation that I had been in, in my life. And, um, It was not, it was like, I'm just like thrown into my room as the age I was when I saw me sitting across from myself the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew my brother Stephen was there at the age that he was sitting at the table mm-hmm. in the first part when I was like, cool, like I'm going to see these people and have conversations. I didn't know that I was seeing those people in myself in, at the ages of what I was going to experience <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, so I was pinned down on my mat, but really I was in, well, really I was on my mat, but I was in like my bedroom and I was on my bottom bunk because I had bunk beds and Steven was on the top bunk. And I, and that's it that I knew exactly where I was. and I knew exactly what was happening, but I didn't see anybody else. I didn't see like 
my, the person assaulting me. I didn't see that. I knew who it was and I knew what was happening, but they were not there and thank fucking God they weren't there. And I don't think that she wanted me to see it because like, I just think she wanted me to remember how I felt Mm -hmm. and like she wanted to show me that there's really nothing that I could have done. And she wanted to show me that like so badly, I wanted to scream out to my brother, like Stephen, help me. And I knew he was crying and I was crying too, but it was like silent. Cause like I said, I was muted. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't, I remember like waking up thinking they just watched me be pinned down on my mat for six hours and I didn't move. Mm-hmm. You were stuck. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just wanted to scream out to Steven and I, cu- I couldn't scream out to him and he wasn't answering me even if I was able to scream he wouldn't have been able to answer me because he too was in the same position that I was in yeah and so I tell Mama Sita I'm like Mama Sita I don't I don't want to be here like I don't want to see this this is fucked up like what are you doing and she was like okay and then I like poof and like I end up in another situation (laughs) it's okay honey it's okay It's your healing. It's part of it. <laughs> it's part of it. Um, that was really weird for me because the other situation that I was put in was not. Um, I didn't feel like it was for me to deal with. I was in a truck. And I like almost immediately kind of knew where I was, but I was like trying to like deny the fact that I was there. Because I was like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't like for me. And, um, stop, you're going to make me cry. This way. <laughs> um, but I was in a truck and I was into the mic, babe. I, <laughs> sorry, you're going to make me cry. If I get through this first part, I'll be able to be better, but. I was in a truck. I was in the front seat of a truck. And, um, okay. And I was looking around and, um, I see like a steering wheel. I see like silver keys hanging out of the ignition. I see like the turkey foot gear shifter. And we've talked about this on the podcast before about why turkeys are like, we have them here. And, um, so if you remember that story, then you'll probably, you could probably assume where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, not everyone's listened to that story. Into the mic, babe. <laughs> so not, not everyone's listened to that story. No. So, um, my grandpa had a Bronco with a turkey foot underneath the dash. And when my grandpa died in a tanker accident, up on Highway 2 by Leavenworth when I was a young boy, my real dad got my grandpa's Bronco. And when my dad killed himself, he was in that Bronco in my grandma's garage. And apparently, Vanessa got put there. Yeah. In the Bronco. Mm-hmm. And I, like... um I might just read my notes, what I wrote, because I don't really want to think about it. But Just read it then. Um, but no, I was going to say, I remember being on my mat and like 
the way that like my body was laying was not normal for me. And, and I was still pinned down. Like my hands were still pinned, but my, my head like fell to the side and like, I mean, that might be, it might be too much information, but like my mouth fell open in a way that like I've, so I don't know what I was in the truck. I don't know if I was your dad. I don't know if I was myself. I don't know if I was just seeing. I don't know. I never physically saw a body, but I knew that I was there. And I knew that I was in grandma's garage. And I knew I was in a Bronco because there's just one full seat in the front. And I remember asking you, like, information last night about the Bronco. And um, it's fucked. And like rereading my notes, it's like that's when I saw nothing but red. And it didn't even, then Tyler was like, well, the whole inside of my dad's Bronco was like this deep but maroon. I, but I don't remember you saying that. And that, that's why, I, like, I don't remember you telling me that two nights ago. And so then. But I la- didn't read you my notes until it, last night. I know. And then when, right before you read your notes, you said something was the inside all black. And then I was like, no, it was all red. And then you go, oh. And then you didn't say anything. And then you go, was the Bronco white? And I go, no, it was white and red. And then you go, oh. And then I said, it's the color of my shirt. And I showed. And then I go, everything was red. The headliners, the dashboard, the steering columns, the carpet, the interior of the seats, everything was red. And then you read your notes. And it was like, what the fuck so why don't you read your notes well I just want to say that like the moment that I knew where I was I told mama Sita no I don't want to see this and you know what she did she flipped me back to my bunk bed mm-hmm. and then I said no I don't want to see this either and it was literally the turning of a page she would every time I said I don't want to see this she would flip me back so I was stuck in those two situations Back and forth, back and forth. And I wanted to sit in the situation where I was on my bunk bed because I knew the outcome of both. Like I knew the outcome of both. I knew that I survived and I knew that my brother survived. And I knew that like, obviously I created a life for myself and my brother chose a different path. But I knew that like nobody died from that. And I knew from the, the other situation that there was a death and it was very significant. And I didn't want to sit there because I didn't want to be there like and witness it and feel it and like have to bring that back into like my physical life. I was just like, Nope, I don't want to fucking see this. And she was just like tough. Yeah. You don't these have a choice. Yeah. These are your two options. And um, so I'll read my notes and then I'll try not to cry, but you can't cry either. I fuck, man. It's 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 so powerful. And the thing is, is my dad's been gone for a long time, and I don't cry about him ever anymore. But this story in particular, when you came home, and the way that the energy and vibration coming off of you, and the things that you're saying, it just like. Humans don't want to revisit our worst nightmares and we will do anything in our power to avoid it. And mama is 
the the vessel she she's not the one who heals you she's the one who allows you to go into these deep dark fucking places and do this shadow work of revisiting our worst nightmares and coming out and saying okay i've literally dealt with it that and I've learned my lesson and I see why it happened and, and where I'm at today and it, and it all makes sense. And then boom, you can now move on from that. But humans don't want to do that. No. And so when you bring this up and you're talking, it's like, I have no choice but to go back through it too. I know. So it's fucking rough, babe. I know. And I like had a moment where I remember like telling Annie niece, I can't even tell Tyler. Like, I can't even tell Tyler about my weekend because it's all about his dad. And, like, how, like, what the, like, how is that even going to make any sense? It doesn't (laughs) make sense to me. And so I was just like, I'm not even going to tell him. And I wasn't even going to tell you for a while. I was just going to kind of hold on to it and try to get, like, all the pieces. Uh, Because even after you leave ceremony, like, you still have medicine. Like, the medicine's in your DNA forever now. Mm -hmm. And um, you can get downloads and not be on the medicine. I still get downloads. Um, so I was going to kind of wait until I had more of a like explanation as to like why I was there and why I was seeing this and why <clears throat> I had to experience it. And, um, so I'm just going to read my notes and then I'll, I'll, uh, finish my, and I'm not going to read all of them. So if I pause, it's because I'm scrolling, scrolling. <coughs> okay. Try your best to talk into the mic. I am. I don't know why you keep saying that. No, you were doing fine. I was just re... Because sometimes you're going to read... I'm going to literally re-listen to this, and I'm going to count how many times he <laughs> says, talk into the mic. And you can't even tell that I'm not talking into the mic. I don't mic. have headphones, so I can't tell. Uh, is that why? Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> I am. No, you're doing fine. I just want to make sure. Um. Okay, so... Your story is powerful and important, and I want to make sure that people can hear you in your beautiful voice. Uh, so this was like when I, when I, when I finally told her the first time, I don't want to see this. And I was on my bunk and this is the moment that I got thrown into. Well, I'll just read it. It says, finally, I said, I don't want to see this anymore to Mama Sita begging to make it go away. Instantly I was thrown into a truck. Kind of just what I said. I saw the steering wheel. I saw the keys and the ignition. I saw the turkey foot. Stop. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> um, I'm okay. Dark red was everywhere. I was so confused, and I knew that I was there with Craig. Quickly, I said, I don't want to see this, and begged her to make it go away, only to go right back to the bunk bed. This pattern kept going over and over, like turning the page of a book, back and forth, back and forth. I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I just kept repeating it, and I kept getting thrown back and forth. Finally, I said, okay, I'll make you a deal. I was like, okay, I'll make you a fucking deal if you make this stop, which is like the Vanessa specials, which is what I call it. <laughs> yeah, she's always <laughs> about making deals, and so it's so funny because because Mama is a direct reflection of yourself, <laughs> yeah. and so now you're making deals with yourself. Yeah, yeah, but that's really how it was. I finally was just like, I can't take this. I'll make you a deal, and I said I'll come back and I'll fully surrender and I'll trust 
but please just make this stop. And she said, okay, but you have to sit in the situation for the rest of the time that I want you to sit here. So I sat there in the truck where my father-in-law died, staring at a turkey foot and a green or blue keychain dangling from the ignition. And these moments, I felt a sense of, okay, why am I here? I was calm. It was calm. I was calm. I wasn't panicked. It wasn't scary. It was kind of like peaceful, but like, why am I here? Um, I was at Tyler's birth yesterday, and now I'm at his father's death. What is the connection? Like, why am I here? I just kept asking, like, I don't know. Um, then when I finally was like, why am I here? Like, tell me right now why I'm here. I was thrown into Tyler's bedroom when he was 15. It's okay to cry. Stop staring at me. Okay, okay, okay. I'll look out the window. Um, When he was 15 and I saw him screaming into a pillow, crying with his mom, like rubbing his back, trying to comfort him. And I so badly wanted to scream the same screams for him out loud. Um into into the space I was in, into ceremony, into the whole thing. Um, but my mouth was still covered, and I wasn't able to say anything. I wasn't able to do anything. I was still physically pinned down with my mouth covered. So I just had to sit and watch and listen to Tyler screaming the screams because he. I'm. my conclusion is he was just told that his father had died, and his mom was there trying to comfort him. So I'm there in that room for a while, <clears throat> And then I am back with Craig in the truck. And at that point, there was like rocks starting to block the windows and like tiny, tiny bits of bright light like shining through. Like when when I say windows, I can't tell you because there have been conversations that I've had with uh, people in the family, which this is another like realization that Tyler came to last night is I've always talked about Craig. Always. Always. It's been super, like, she even made a collage of all (laughs) these photos of him and made, like, a memory picture and gave it to all the kids. And it's like, dude, my my dad has been gone for every (laughs) girlfriend I've ever had since I was literally 16 years old, 15 years old. So... <clears throat> none of them, I mean, they're interested, you know, about your dad, well, but yeah. not like this. It's almost like a, I wouldn't call it an obsession, a, a, like a fascination with my father. And so then when you have this experience, it's like, what? Yeah. yeah. But it's but, all starting to make sense. But I'm going to say like, I had, I had had conversations with certain people that had given me little details about Okay, so Tyler's uncle is the one that found Craig in his grandma's garage in his Bronco, Mm -hmm. and he was gone. Mm -hmm. So I've had conversations with certain people in the family that could give me little details. So I kind of know, like, certain things that, like, most people don't know. So this is why it's, like, significant for me to say that when I say, like, um how I was laying on my mat could have been like a perfect replication of how he was laying in his truck, especially when like the first, the, the front seat of a Bronco is just one full seat. It's a bench seat. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
So there was my my uncle found my father. Yes. And the story from what you I didn't even hear the story. You were the one who. Well, heard. I don't. That's information I don't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't hear it from your uncle. Okay. And I don't want to. Yeah. But you felt like you could. What you're trying to say is that you felt like you may possibly been him. By the way you were laying, right? Is that what you're saying? By the way that I was laying on my mat. Yeah. That's not how I was in the truck. Okay. But like how I was laying on my mat could have possibly been how he was laying. Okay. But in the truck, I was just like, um, I was just there. Mm-hmm. I Like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I can't even say I was like sitting in the passenger seat. Like remote like, viewing. Y- yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> um, But there was uh, rocks blocking the windows and tiny bits of light shining through. And I wanted to get through to the light because it's like. It's darkness, you know, like you want to get through to the light. No matter where you are, if you see a little tiny glimmer of light and you're in pitch black, you want to get to it. Yeah. Um. So I said, I wanted to get through to the light or maybe it was Craig wanting to get through. I wanted so badly for the light to shine in on him and me, but I couldn't do it. I felt Tyler in the moment. And I think I even asked Mama Sita to bring him to me because I needed him. And Craig's face appeared like just like a floating face <laughs> just appeared. <laughs> And I said, no, not Craig. Like, I need Tyler. I asked for Tyler. And um, his face shifted. Craig's face shifted into Tyler's. So slow but profound enough for me to realize that Craig is Tyler and Tyler is Craig. They were one person. And I was there for Tyler's birth. My soul chose him. And I was there for Craig's death. And I think my soul was there to watch his soul move on while he poured the rest of the good he had into Tyler's cup and gave it to me. And he trusted me with this to give this knowledge to Tyler now. Um, and and then the, the rocks went away and the light shined through and then I just sat in darkness and it was blank. And I was empty and I was done with my tasks for the night and I was just sitting and watching things I just didn't want to see all night. And and then I was um, just kind of on my mat and it was silent. So the second night, there was no huge purge from everybody. Mm-hmm. There was no like catastrophic like moment like the first night when I know we were all going through something deep in the same time. The second night was very calm and quiet and... Um, well, mostly, but I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the, the row your boat song came on, and everyone started. Well, what about singing. body work? Oh yeah, the body work. So yeah, so I I after the light shined through, and I was no longer in the truck with Craig, and it was just like darkness. I was able to finally move. It's like six hours, you uh-huh. guys. Like <laughs> you're laying on this mat for six hours. I couldn't move. But you had something in your hands. Are your fin- fists clenched or something? Yeah. Well, my fists, yeah, my hands were clenched like like I was making a fist. And my fingernails were like digging into my palm. Trying to just deal with those situations. Yeah. Fuck. And another thing. You're that, savage, babe. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. I couldn't move and I couldn't say anything. I couldn't ask for help. I couldn't. That's why it works. Uh, because was, people like us. In, in reality, when it comes to things, we will do anything to get yeah. out of it. Yeah. And that's why. It's Another like, thing that <clears> I didn't make notes on, but I know that I told you is like, I felt 
when I was like in the truck, like I had to remind myself to breathe Mm -hmm. because every time I would breathe out, I would not breathe back in. And I, I, um, I remember having to like remind myself like, and I would like breathe in and, um, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, do you want me to feel what it's like to almost die? Like, that's yeah. all I can think of is like, I don't. And I know that like, I wouldn't have died. Like, mm. that sounds very dramatic and whatnot. But like, I was so like in it that I had to be like aware of my breathing and like, breathe and like I was breathing in some weird patterns that like didn't make sense to me but I had to do them and um yeah so my body work was done by a different angel and so I was able to move and I was laying on my side and so my whole spine was like exposed and I have like a pretty I think it's like a 40 45 42 45 degree angle in my spine my upper spine like right kind of like by my heart, my shoulder blade. And she just started at my head and she went down my whole spine, just so lightly, just like touching my spine and went down my legs and out my feet. And they do this like crazy, like. Because they have to blow the energy away. They have to suck it from you and then they have to dispense it. It's just like these, they, (laughs) they like, I just can't even explain it. But as she was moving down my spine, I just had this like envision of like purple flowers like blossoming out of my spine from the back of my neck just all the way down to my tailbone. And and like they were just gorgeous. And she was whooshing everything out my feet. And um it was just beautiful. And then I, I just I feel like I just went into like a deep sleep, mm-hmm. but it was like right after that, that it was like, row your boat, row your boat, like you get the fuck back to shore. Like it's time to get up and like have soup. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was so hard for me the second night to get up because I must have been, I was crying the whole time. My eye mask was soaking wet. My pillow was soaking wet. Um, I couldn't open my eyes. There was no water in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like there was nothing. I hurt so bad that like I had to get water out of my my um, water bottle and like dump it in my eyes. And like she, she yeah, Mama Cito was like, ha like, <laughs> I swear she like kind of chuckled at the end because she was like, you did a good job. But mm-hmm. Like you got to come back. You made a promise. Um but I got up and I just kind of laid on my mat. Everybody was up. Everyone was eating soup. Everybody was talking. And I'm just like, I don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the angels came over. And she's like, how are you? You seemed really in it tonight. You seemed like you had a night. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and this is um, the angel that did the body work on me the first night. And she had her experience with you. And I... I was like, you know, I don't even want to talk about it because it was so like, I don't even feel like it's my experience to talk about. But I had told her and I was like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand why I was there and I don't understand what was going on. I just don't get it. And she was like, you're, you probably won't ever understand mm-hmm. or you will. Down it's the that road easy. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, just- it's just you will or you won't or it'll come to you. But 
It already kind of has been, though. You've been saying, like, every day we've been talking and you're coming to some more and more conclusion of, like, putting all the pieces to this puzzle. Yeah. Maybe not all the pieces. No. But you have said, like, for instance, picking me. Uh All these different stuff, right? Yeah, and then, you know, last night we were kind of talking and I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if, like, I was... um, drawn to you because of your dad I don't know if like you guys are like one person I actually believe that you guys are one person and he um he had a really broken tethered soul so like once you deep dive into when okay so when you're here in human form and you choose to take your own life you get to come back and do it all over again Mm -hmm. um you don't get a pass and that's kind of like how I see Mama Sita. It's like you don't get a pass. You will deal with what you are Ch- struggling with and um, and what you chose in this lifetime. And you don't get to ignore it. And so it makes me like super curious because I want to know like where he came back to. I want to know if he came back and he's present in our life right now. And I like have had moments of like, I really don't know how to explain it, but I have had moments of where I've just thought about him. Like I, I know like his birthday. I know when it's the day of his passing. I like know all of that. And it's just so like profound to me that like, I've never even met this guy. And it like, I can tell there are days that you have where you're just like, I really miss my dad. And I'm like, I can feel it. Like I just know. And, um, so I don't know. I don't really know what to take of it. I know most people are going to be like, "What the fuck?" Like Vanessa, you just went on the craziest journey. And, it's and like, why would you yeah. want to do that? Because <clears throat> really, yeah, I don't. What What was my takeaway? Was what are the lessons for me in this? Uh-huh. Right. Like, I just spent the entire weekend focused on my husband when that was not even like I did not come here for that. Yeah, I didn't come here for that. It just like solidified a lot for me that I already knew. Like I already knew that we were soulmates. Otherwise, like. But you never told me that. No, but right. I knew that. But you knew that, but you would never say that. You would say, I don't even believe in soulmates. And then you come well, back and I, you're like, Tyler, we are soulmates. I know, but I still wanted you to learn that on your own. Like I still do want you to I know, to you learn keep that. saying, I know something that you don't know. <laughs> and that, that, that I picked you. And it's like, fuck. But Wait, I, well, next time we we're gonna go to ceremony together. The next time, and I'm going to I'm going to put it on this. What is this connection between me and my wife? Yeah, yeah. And I so I I just kind of the rest of second day. Like we got up, we had integration, and I said that during my integration. I was like, I denied the second pour, and she fucking throttled she throttled but not really because i still was not scared i was not purging i was just stuck and i i know what happened to me when i was little and i was in like that traumatic experience i know it was wrong and i know that it fucked me up like obviously we've dealt with it Mm -hmm. um but when i was there i was kind of like when i was in it with mama sita i'm like i know this I've dealt with this. I've sat with this. This has haunted my dreams for years. Mm -hmm. This has been in my life. This is, 
I know this. This is no monster I need to discover in my closet or under my bed. I'm like, I've already defeated this. I've already fought this demon. Demon. But now I realize it's not about me. It was about my brother, Steven. And it was about my understanding that he couldn't help me because it was him too. He was dealing with the same thing that I was dealing with. And I always, like growing up, I was like, I know, I know he knew. I knew that he knew what was happening to me and he didn't do anything. And when I was 16 and I brought it to light, um, he was the only person that, that didn't tell me that I was lying. He didn't tell me that it was true. He didn't tell me that he experienced it, but he knew that I wasn't lying. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's really sad where he's at now. He's, you know, deep in addiction and he has been, and I've not seen, I, I don't I've know where he's at. I've never met him. Oh, yeah, you I, have. Yeah, I have. At, he was at, at Tins- Tinsley's, one of birthday. Tinsley's birthday parties. Yeah, and I take that back. But, but he's got lots of demons that he's dealing with. And, um, but so I, that was my takeaway is like, I didn't feel scared in that because I, and that's why it wasn't present to me. That's why I was just pinned down with my fucking mouth shut. And it was like, no, you're going to learn right now. This isn't even about you. This is about your other brother and like. And your husband. And your husband. Your other brother and and your husband. So my takeaway was I was just taught a lot of stuff, not necessarily about me. (laughs) besides the first night and all the love that I received and that was great and so I was like totally solidified in fact that like yes I am a great mom my kids are amazing everyone's gonna be okay like in that aspect but then it was I still am like searching and seeking for like more answers with my second night because I don't have a relationship with Steven I can't go find I don't even know where he is um It's not like I can go talk to him. And if I go talk to him, it's not like I'm going to be talking to the little boy that I just spent all weekend with. Yeah. And, um, I think it was just like, maybe I'm, I'm hoping it was my last part of healing the little girl inside of me. Mm -hmm. Just knowing that I wasn't alone because I felt super alone. Yeah, and not heard when you're trying to you finally gain the courage and never heard. To I'm speak still up. not heard. I know on that podcast that you and I did in the beginning we, when we got real deep. Yeah. I said no one believed me. That still rings true. Yeah, I know. That it was brought still, up I think last time your mom was here. Yeah, and I, and I was just like I need her to leave. Yeah. Because she still openly talks about this person and like like it's no big deal yeah. and I'm like fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah. Okay, so we're about to wrap up here. Yeah. But I lovely. have, in conclusion, do you, do you regret this, ex- that experience? No. No. I don't regret it at all. You don't regret it at all. But I do want to say, after the first night, and I know I said this to you because when I listened to Greg's episode, <laughs> and I was like, Craig, like, what the f- you you had to feel something and I'm like there's no way that you didn't feel anything or like your experience wasn't profound I sat there and I thought about Greg uh-huh. and I was like I I kind of understand what he fucking meant yes I like kind of get it because I was just like people are fucking pussies yeah because I was yeah and I don't I don't want to put this out there to make anyone feel bad but um the masculine was lacking humongous, like big time for me in the room. Mm-hmm. And my takeaway from that is 
I live with the masculine every single day. I'm so used to so much masculine. When it's not there, I know it. Mm-hmm. And um, it just wasn't there for me. It Which just is wasn't not, there. makes all the girls not feel safe. And I feel like if there was masculine, maybe I could, maybe I could have felt more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could have felt more pain. But I'm so deeply rooted that, you know, myself or mama Sita that was in me was like, eh, you know, we're going to go deep, but we're not going to go so deep because you don't have your protector here. Like yeah. you're, he's just not here. So I'm not going to do that to you. Cause that's not nice to do. Yeah. Um, but it was missing. And, and that's, I, I think when I like went straight to Greg, cause yeah. he's like the super masculine yeah. and you're a super masculine and like his experience, I was like, I, I actually totally understand that. Yeah, and which so, I've I've said that too on my very first one. I was like, dude, and I was, literally want to stand up and yell everyone, shut the <laughs> fuck up. Yeah, and so for like, just to make it clear, I think there was equal amount of men as women. So I think it was eight and eight or seven and seven or um, it was, I think it was eight and eight. No. Yeah, actually, I think it was eight. I think I think that's what eight eight eight. there was like 16 people. Yeah. And out of all of those people, there was no. There was no masculinity. I mean, there was masculinity, but there was not what I'm used to. <laughs> and, and I, um, the, my angel that was sitting next to me that was male, he was so comforting to me when I was in the truck. Yeah. Because then he would sing and not that he had like a beautiful voice but just like the deepness of his voice would just like soothe soothe and it was almost like because I was in the truck with Craig that it was like almost coming from Craig mm-hmm. and like he, like he knew when to and he wasn't singing the whole time it was just like when I needed it he just happened to be singing and I was like oh that's so nice thank you but yeah the masculine was missing so it actually like kind of scares me to go to ceremony with the masculine like my shaman was female I'm sure the next time I go it will be with Kevin who Mm -hmm. you've done a podcast with and I've heard like about the masculinity in the room Mm -hmm. with like you and him and a couple other participants and it kind of makes me nervous because I know I'm most comfortable around masculine and um I just feel like she would just take me way, <laughs> She's like, you're way, safe, way, so way we're going far. Yeah, you're safe. Um, Which is fucking terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. However, like how you feel, I've never seen you. I've never seen the glow and aura off of you in the entire time I've known you that you've had since you've came home. Yeah. I you've feel been it. smitty. <laughs> smitty? Yeah. I mean, you're tired and stuff, but you're just bursting with love and light and it's it's awesome yeah i feel it well do you have any last things for anyone else like if they if they want to do it if if uh you have any last things to say i mean not really i so i chose to go on my own without tyler for a reason and um i think that was definitely the way to go because I don't think I would have had the experiences I had if Tyler would have been there. I agree. So I think that if you are like a married couple and this sounds interesting to you, don't go with your spouse the first time. I was actually told that by like the owner of the property. She was like, I actually highly recommend people go on their own journey first before 
And then you can go with your significant other and have like a tremendous experience, but you know, what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did promise her that I would go back and I have to honor it. I can't just be like, Haha, like I'm never going back. Mm-hmm. I just don't know when I would, I will just have to wait and see when I'm ready to go. Um, but I'll go back and see again. What else you learn? Yeah. It was just so insane and intense, but it was a good, it was good. You're glad you did it? I'm glad I did it. And But I left the second night not really speaking to anybody. Well, because you, you're, it's almost like you're distraught. How can you, it's so weird to come back to this 3D reality yeah. and be like, what the fuck did I just experience? And then it takes a while. Yeah. Integrating, going back to work, going to the grocery store, integrating back into this real life is like, I just learned shit that people have no idea even exists. Mm -hmm. The ability to like, (laughs) clearly there's more than just our five senses. Yeah. Let's just put it like that. And that we are not our physical body. Mm -mm. We are Mm -mm. a soul. Yeah. And I think it kind of like sparks something inside of me. Like, I've always had, like, a really high intuition of people. And I saw things this weekend that just, like, solidified things in me that it just, like, makes sense. Because I've had, I have, like, a really hard time sometimes, um, like, I don't want to say accepting people because I know what they could be. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know it. And I know, like, I can feel things coming. And I feel like it's just heightened so much. Like... I mean, look at what's going on in our family right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what's going on. And it's just, it's really hard to, like, come back and, like, know the, like, answer to some problems. But nobody wants to listen to it. Yeah. I'm sure that's how you felt when you're, like, <laughs> talking about everything. It's like, I know. Like, I don't know. You just know, you know things that, it's just so simple, yeah. I guess, is what, what I'm trying to say. But I will be back. And I guess you'll be with me. Yeah. And we'll do it all over again. But So fucking A, guys. That yeah. was her first experience. <laughs> it was, seems like a wild ride. And even through all of that, which seems like absolute torture. And why would anyone ever choose to do this? Uh, the the I think what happens is by the time you conquer it, you realize that the juice is worth the squeeze. Whatever you gain out of it is far more greater than whatever struggle or pain came with it. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) with that being said, we're going to end the podcast. So, if you want to get a hold of us, ask any questions, you can find us on Instagram at Tyler Stanaway or at Compassionate Viking. You can find... Vanessa at Mrs. Stanaway underscore, or no, Mrs. underscore Stanaway. You can email us at stanawayrootsandravens at gmail.com. You can go over to Give, Send, Go, click my campaign, type in Compassionate Viking, and see my, my fund over there. If you would like to donate, that's much appreciated. If you would like to just pray, I appreciate that too. If you just want to read my story, that works as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We will see you next week. Keep crushing life, guys. Later. Bye.